0: Is Free Talk Live, and as always, you're invited to join us here in this live Sunday edition of the program with you tonight. You've got Ian, Richie Rich, and Mark. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there on the site, so please enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com as we continue to we'll take your calls. But also, want to talk about uh, some pretty big news that hit yesterday. And on the way, we'll also get into civil disobedience and non-cooperation in New Zealand over their gun confiscation rules and programs or whatever. Uh, Richie, you've got that story, so definitely, definitely want to get into that. But last night I was out. I was actually visiting the uh, yearly dinner that they have for the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. And that is uh, an organization that was founded by New Hampshire Natives and Free State Project Early Movers. I just call it a vacation. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh was there at this dinner, and uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is an organization of people who care about freedom, who many of them moved here as part of the New Hampshire Freedom Migration, which is the reason why the three of us are here. Uh, that's the reason why thousands of people have picked up their lives who care about liberty and moved to New Hampshire.
1: Have you ever been to this, uh, Richie? Uh, I have not. This would the have been the first one I've been dinner, yeah.
2: eligible for, because I, I haven't been here a whole year yet. Well, you don't.
0: Uh, I don't I, think you have to be here a year. I think well, you just have to have like seventy bucks.
2: Well, yeah, but how, how often do they do it? I thought it's an once annual a year. Thing. Yeah, so I wasn't here last year for it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Geographically eligible. Yeah, geographically. Okay, gotcha. Eligible. I, I wasn't going to fly up for the dinner from Hawaii. It's the definition <laughs> of a rubber chicken dinner.
1: I mean, it really is.
0: <laughs> what do you mean you don't like? You didn't like the food?
1: I, uh, you know, the, I mean, you know. So, right, the food is tends to be mediocre at these events, and... It's just hotel banquet food. I mean, it's, it is it right. is what it is. It's not bad. Right. It's, it, I, I understand how yeah. you feel about it. That's why they call it a, Most people call
0: them rubber chicken dinners. Okay, I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah, usually, like, hotel food is a little fancier than what you would typically get at your typical restaurant. I don't think so.
2: No? Okay.
0: You're paying a lot more for it. That's uh-huh. for damn sure.
2: I think that's his point. You're, gotcha. you're, you're 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 not paying for the food itself, though. It's a rubber chicken dinner... But you're paying right. for the the. You
1: go to these events, events. to see whomever is going to be at the event, right. not for the food. And well, usually the food is substandard, in my opinion. You'll hmm. get something better at the a money. restaurant and for hotels. For the money, it's definitely
0: yeah. substandard. But it's hotels, not like I'm looking McDonald's at McDonald's or Taco Bell. Quality. I don't understand
1: why it is that uh, the, well, the meals are food. like uh, like they are at uh, hotel dinners, but they are.
0: Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like a grade Z Taco Bell quality or something like that. I no. mean, it's they tend to have decent cuts of chicken, and and the fish that I had last night was was excellent, and I had no complaints. Last year, I remember, it was a little on the uh, the light side that there wasn't much to the dinner, but it, it was pretty good this year. Uh, but yeah, you do pay a lot more for it, obviously. The yeah. hotel, whenever, whenever you have an event at a hotel, the hotel basically has you over a barrel. Um, <laughs> Richie, and-
1: ask him how he liked the jail food. How was the jail food? It was
0: actually really good. <laughs> uh, this, this
1: this is my point: is that he does... So there's a baseline. I that worked we're in the kitchen. Here. I worked <laughs>
0: in the kitchen. I know that you know there was real eggs being used, not some kind of fake eggs or whatever <laughs> that you would expect a jail to use. So like. And I don't know, they probably have cut back on the quality since you know I've been there. I was there for civil disobedience back in 2011, I so it's been a while. I like think but- food that you
1: didn't have to write a checkout for at the time that you write it out.
0: No, it's something that all the guys in the jail would tell you. If they okay. spent time in another jail, they would tell you that this jail was far and away much better than any other jail's food that they've ever been in. And I believe them. I don't think they have any reason to lie about that.
1: Well, come on. I mean, you, so you're you're now comparing jail food to jail food. Well, I mean, yeah. What the, else are you gonna do? The rape at this jail is better <laughs> than the rape at, at the other jails. Well, at least this one uses lube.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Plus, since I was working in the kitchen, every now and then we got some, you know, extra little bonuses like you know, bacon for the the hug, the egg and cheese sandwiches <laughs> or whatever. No, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I never tried hugging any of the guys in there, Mark. I don't know if that would go over really I thought well.
1: you were big on hugging law enforcement. <laughs> what
0: about the- uh, Law enforcement the, or other the, inmates?
1: What about the correctional officers? There aren't very
0: many law enforcement officers in the kitchen. There's just the kitchen uh, The screws, staff. the
1: bulls, the COs, they need love too, and you should have hugged them.
0: Yeah, so anyway, um, back to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is, uh, I never I never get to finish what they are. It's no, a great, no. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a great group of liberty-minded folks who created this organization to essentially do a lot of political outreach, and uh, they do a variety of different tasks, including giving a, a grade, like a letter grade, to all of the state representatives and because the they state give, senators.
1: Right, they give a uh, pass or fail grade to all of the, well most of the laws that are passing through uh, they, mm. they they looked for they target the laws that are most likely to be the worst they don't get every law uh, we're working on that but you know regardless they don't get every one of them uh, but they do get there a, almost lot a of them.
0: thousand bills in this last session yeah Jeez. right they had uh, 30 plus people who had volunteered their time to review as many of those bills as they possibly could which is a lot of time yeah because uh, you got to be the kind of person who actually likes to read Bills. It's like which 300 bills per person, God-awful. right? God uh, awful. No, if there's 30-something. Uh, Sorry, 30 bills? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, they, they read the bills, they review the bills, they re- make recommendations on how to how the state reps should vote on the bills. They actually print up the recommendations every week uh, on what they call the gold standard. It is a gold sheet of paper, and they hand it out to every single state rep, rep whether they're Republican or Democrat. As they're walking Everybody gets in, one. They hand it's these not out. a secret how the so, Libertarians want you to vote. Right. So in most places, the Republicans and Democrats make recommendations to their own people. Right. right? So if you're a Republican, the Republicans say, you should vote like this. And if you're a Democrat, they say, you should vote like this. And here in New Hampshire, not only do they get it from their own parties, but they also get the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance recommendations. So here's how
2: you vote if you want to vote for freedom. And, uh, and they're so, so interested in getting that A-plus from the... NHLA that they always vote with the recommendation.
0: No, No. but some of them do. Um, In fact, there were actually three people uh, of the 400 state representatives who got a perfect 100% score, and they all got awards uh, at this dinner last night. Always appreciate that. Yep, and uh, and then they gave one of those three the what they call the legislator Liberty Legislator of the Year award, which has in the past been given to Free Talk Live uh, listeners. Like, uh, and sponsors like Mark Warden, the Porcupine real estate agent. Uh, He won that, I believe, twice. Nice. And uh, Mike Sylvia won last year, longtime supporter of uh, Free Talk Live and this year it went to uh, a gentleman who I don't know how familiar he is with free talk live but he's a super super nice guy his name's John Burt he's a big gun rights yep. guy but he voted 100% on you know correctly as far as pro liberty on the 100 issues they don't look at all 800 or 900 sure. bills but they look at 100 key issues that they thought were you know really important so like ending the death penalty might have been in there i didn't look okay. at uh, at the list they've but.
1: started including it which i'm proud that they are doing yeah, that yeah me too me um, too one thing i think it's worth pointing out is is that the House Republican Alliance does a you know the same a similar sort of sheet, mm-hmm. and the NHLA is about ninety five percent in agreement or vice versa, right? Like the House Republican alignment uh, alliance, they didn't a, agree
0: on that one. I bet. I'll bet they did not because no. the Republican leadership was pushing their members, if you will, to vote against uh, getting rid of the death penalty and luckily many of them refused to go along with that in fact John Burt made a statement when he you know kind of accepted his his award he said that there's this, this pressure from the top of the Republican party to vote with the party and he says I vote my conscience and of course he got a great round of applause for uh, for saying that because that's what you want somebody to do is not just follow along blindly with what the party says but to actually vote what they believe is the the right way to do things. I would be very curious. I know that
1: there were a handful of what I would call liberty reps that a small handful that decided to vote first against the death penalty for the the bill against the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Then when it was vetoed, it came back and they voted for it to support, to support the veto, to support the veto yeah, they for flipped. the governor. They flipped. They flipped. And
0: I didn't get a chance to ask uh, one of them about that. Um, I kind of wanted to, but I just didn't didn't get the opportunity. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious. It's politics. Those people That's are what playing think politics. Is, but I'd
1: like to know what the politics was. Yeah. I'm just curious. What a,
0: yeah, what were who are you trying to appease? I, or right. I mean, why? the, out, the outcome dealings.
1: Yeah, the yeah. outcome was as I wanted the outcome to be, which was to get rid to of the repeal death the death
0: penalty. To be, I think, what the 22nd state. Uh, it's, it's in the early 20s, I believe, New Hampshire, to repeal completely the death penalty. Um, there was other, another thing in their summary of uh, one of the other kind of victories, because well, just to, we'll continue the discussion here. In fact, Dave uh, is on the line in New Hampshire, and he was calling in about where I was going to lead with this, which is to say that there's a major announcement about a uh, libertarian who's planning a move to New Hampshire. I found out about it last night. Uh, they also have in, uh, created an emancipation statute now in New Hampshire, which never existed before, huh. so that's kind of interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, 855-450, free like freedom. It's free- It's Free Talk Live, and you are invited to join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm, so feel free to join us. In there, and then you will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight, by the way. You've got Ian here. Richie Rich. And Mark. Just kind of recapping uh, some of the good news here in New Hampshire as we have been chronicling the movement or the migration of thousands of libertarians who have made the move here as part of the New Hampshire Freedom Migration. It started with the Free State Project back more than a decade ago. And that was what uh, Nicholas Sarwark, who is the National Libertarian Party chairman, cited uh, in an article that he posted on his social media uh, yesterday, yesterday morning. He wrote something about this, but actually I think that's what Dave's calling it about. So I'm going to bring Dave on the line here. Dave uh, Ridley, I presume?
3: Yeah, Yeah. How awkward is this, me calling you to tell you about your news release that you sent (laughs) (laughs) me
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're referring to the article that i wrote about this uh last night uh on freekeen.com about uh, nick sarwark from the national libertarian party b- deciding to make the move to new hampshire and-, and deciding to do it apparently as soon as next month
3: oh nice that's good yeah uh, uh there was this period of time you know back in the 0304 era where i guess the libertarian party sort of didn't like what we were doing you know and and, um, uh, it's, 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 though, you know, anything successful, they have to stay away from, <laughs> um, but, um, but that's good to see this sort of a change, uh, at least on his part.
0: So you're happy about this then?
3: Yeah. Although I'm not saying, I'm not saying he changed. He may never have, he may have been forced. He may be in favor, been in favor of this from the beginning. I, I don't know. Well, but, um,
0: yeah, he did say he signed up, uh, back in 2002. Oh wow, the, he's an early wow. signer for the Free State Project. Earlier so than I suspect well, actually, he wasn't even the chairman.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: yeah. think he was the chairman of the Libertarian Party way back then.
1: So did he say anything yeah. in this release? I I haven't read Ian's story. I know very little about I've got about the
0: release him. right yeah. here. I can
1: read the whole thing. Did away. he say anything about joining the Libertarian Party when he moves to New Hampshire? He did not say
2: anything about okay. that. Okay. So, you know, just moving. I'm glad he's honoring his commitment to the initial signing in 2002. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. there's a lot of people who dropped off between then and now. Well, and yeah. oh, screw it. It's been too long. I'm not doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> well, and if you signed in 2002, you signed a different statement of intent, and that statement of intent included a date, and that date was September of 2006, I believe. Okay. So he there's no honoring in this case. Okay. He's choosing to move
0: to New Hampshire. Nice. Right, because uh, he had a really positive experience. It's uh, awesome. I'll read the the piece here with you on the line if you want, Dave. It's uh, Nicholas Sarwark on his Facebook uh, post here. He says, on June 30th, 2002, I was chair of the Libertarian Party of Maryland and attended an event with a speaker, he says maybe it was Jason Sorens, he doesn't remember, uh, talking about this idea of moving 20,000 liberty-loving people to a single state to be a tireless minority who could achieve liberty in our lifetimes. The state would be chosen by those who signed a pledge to move once 20,000 people had signed up. It seemed like a good idea to me at the time, and I became signer number 461 for the Free State Project that day.
1: That is pretty impressive as far as a number uh, signer goes.
0: The state was chosen, New Hampshire, which was, by the way, a vote of the earliest 5,000 members. I think about half of them voted. Uh, but signups went slowly. And By the way, the signups went slowly after New Hampshire was chosen. So it was like going super <laughs> fast before that. And then they chose the state at 5,000. And then it just dropped off the cliff. Because right. it's
2: cold up here.
0: Well, but most of the states were cold states. I think the, that uh, it the was ten. the
1: reality of it. Oh, okay. I think it's just like, oh, they've picked a state instead now I have of to move. Right. It, what the the original criteria was, they picked twelve states and then eliminated two. Okay. Sorry, Hawaii was one of those ones eliminated.
2: I know, it's true. Yeah, In Hawaii and New Jersey, right? <laughs> no, right. no Rhode, Rhode, Island. Rhode, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Island
1: okay. were eliminated. So you had, and I won't be able to get them all off the top of my head, but like Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont. Uh, Ian, help me out. Delaware, I Alaska. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm about done at this point. <laughs> so Maine, Maine was on the list, and there was just sort of you know they the, the, the basically when the they they decided it was going to be the first five thousand people were going to determine which state, and then they would just go ahead and everything would be hunky dory, and they'd get another fifteen thousand people to sign up. Well. That is probably the biggest mistake of the Free State Project's existence was presuming that uh, once we picked a state that people would immediately, uh, you know, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. Instead, it seemed like the reality of uh, picking a state uh, sort of crushed the numbers and it where there were several years before Ron Paul got big that basically free talk live was the only thing bringing in um, uh, signups and we were credited by Jason Sorens at one point on the air with about a quarter of the signers of the free state project
2: hmm. so do you, do you think that if they had waited to cast that vote until later they might have got more signers but less overall movers who because knows i think I, I think if 20- they'd
0: waited on the vote this would have been done by like 2005 Okay. I think if instead of because we were going up at such an insane clip before the before we hit five thousand because it was at five thousand where they decided they were going to have the vote right um, and the, the, I mean it was just crazy the amount of people that were signing up at that time I think it was like in the you know the yeah. hundreds per week or something yes. like that it was a lot 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 of but even if
2: you hit twenty thousand and then they go like okay voting and New Hampshire's picked and. Like more than well, oh, I still those. don't
0: think you would have gotten half of the movers at yeah. that point. And you could uh, sign
2: up without,
0: but at um, least people would still be alive. Right, right? Okay, you know? <laughs> and,
1: and you could sign up and and exclude certain states. Okay, so for instance, I actually signed up after they had the vote because I just sort of wanted to wait and see where they mm-hmm. picked. Okay, um, and because I was rooting for Alaska, I mm. thought. That was the best choice. It's already you know not attached to the United States. It's got all the advantages that uh, New Hampshire had, except for sort of these diminutive diminutive size. And you know that's what I thought. Yeah, the size is a big help being here in New Hampshire.
0: It's super easy to be able to You can to just live drive anywhere an in the state,
1: and that means you can live in any single congressional district for the state, the 400 congressional districts of the state. You can live anywhere in the state, and. Travel to the state house to either testify or be a state rep. Just about anybody can get elected a state rep. All you have to do is put your name out, and then you know maybe do a mailer or do some door knocking. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. You basically represent about on average thirty five hundred people, so it's not a big election. Right. Most most people don't really know who their rep is,
0: mm-hmm. so just putting a name out there is is useful. Dave, you're kind of absorbing yeah. a lot of this. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah,
3: it's interesting on 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 Facebook. I can't. It seems like I can't visit Facebook a single day without seeing some new post from someone who's just moved or he's posting something, welcoming someone new or somebody's posting a question. Okay, it's time for me to move. Can you tell me about the gun laws? You know, know, in some ways, the activity level seems down from a few years ago, but the actual moving, it seems to really be happening.
2: Well, and they're continuing to get signers as well. Yep, that's true as well.
0: Uh, Dave, thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. That's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. And uh, so more
1: from Nicholas Sarwar. Well, he- before you go on, I, I think that one of the reasons that activity might be down is because it used to be sort of come here and get active in some manner. But now that people have been active for a long time, people, many people have come to a conclusion here, the, the Great Freedom Migration, that basically political action seems to be the best bang for the buck. And the people who don't want to do it are like, well, guess I'll live my life. So they might move, but what is there for them to do? Street theater? They're not going to do that. So
0: I don't know. Do whatever you're, uh, you're called to do. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. There's nobody to tell you what to do. 855-450-3733. we got more coming up here on the LP Chairman. Coming on board with new... I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. They're open and available to you, and they sound great. Uh, on our discord server go to discord.lrn.fm you can join one of the top four rooms and it will join you in there and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with me ian richie rich and mark by the way i want to tell you about an incredible deal that is only going to last for i think another day on my magic mud yeah this is black tooth Now's powder. Now's the time to buy your, your my magic mud. It's let's tell you what it is. It's black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth. But if you haven't believed us on the, these claims, because Mark, you you swear by this stuff, right? Like it, uh, I've
1: gone so far as to say, if you listen to nothing else I I say on on the air,
0: like it's I get true. It. you're really a fan.
1: The things that we say here on the air are. It uh, might be radical for some people to, to digest or whatever, but almost all of you who are listening to me have teeth, <laughs> and... I, I so therefore the statements I'm making I, I really believe firmly like firmly that these are good for all the teeth you have left and
0: you get to try it now for fifty percent off which is the deal that you can get through Amazon which I didn't even know they were on Amazon but I guess I shouldn't be surprised sure sure because uh, we went through the laundry list of places that uh, my magic mud is available Sprouts CVS Natural Grocers Walmart's Natural Beauty aisle and of course mymagicmud.com. But they're also on Amazon, and Amazon's got this thing called Prime Day, which apparently is more than one
2: day. I think it's Uh, tomorrow and the next day, tomorrow and Tuesday.
0: Okay. Well, the note I have here says that this sale ends on the 15th, which would be tomorrow. Uh, So it's 50% off from now through July 15th. At what time it ends on the 15th, I don't know. So you probably want to get your order in sooner rather than later and it's 50% off. So, like, you know, we gave you our code for their website, FTL20. They only get you 20% off. What they're asking you to do, though, um, is to leave a review once you get the product and, you know, try it out. Come back later and uh, leave a review or if you've already if you're already familiar with the product then please just leave a review uh right away when you buy it over at amazon during prime days and again this uh, offer of 50 percent off my magic mud is over sometime tomorrow sometime monday this is what uh they sent they sent us a notice to let us know so we're letting you know uh, otherwise you can go to mymagicmud.com if you're hearing this too late uh, and you can still get 20 percent off with our code ftl20 so, uh, back to the post from Nicholas Sarwark, and I, as I pointed out on a blog that I wrote about this over at freekeen.com, a lot of us early movers, uh, people who, Mark, you and I, we moved back in 2006. I don't think you were an early mover, Richie. You nope, moved, not at all. You I'm, moved as part of the main migration of the yep, Free State Project. They
2: hit the number and I went, oh, got to go. You and moved so early
0: on in that In that. Sure. I would say series because we're about we're about the halfway point. It's a yeah. five year window. The Free State Project reached twenty thousand people who pledged to make the move here uh, back in two thousand sixteen in February, and now we're in you know the summer of twenty nineteen. So there's a couple two two and a half years uh, to to go where people can make this move, and that's what Nicholas Sarwark has decided he's going to do. But what I pointed out was, I felt like there would be a point at which we had created a place. Uh, a liberty activism environment or community that would be so successful that the average libertarian, who many of them have not heard of us, and you know this was true certainly a decade ago, and I think it's still true today. I still think that there's a lot of libertarians out there that you know don't know what the Free State Project any is. Any idea or, of a percentage? I don't have any idea. Okay, because no. um, I
1: think a lot of libertarians. I mean, I, I'm going to say, and it depends on how you define it. Right? Uh, to me, it's like anybody who's active in any way mm. with any of the liberty organizations out there basically um i think that more than half have heard about the free state project or new hampshire or maybe. something yeah. or you know the shire society or the
0: yeah, great freedom migrationistic but uh, you know maybe. i've
1: been to these conventions outside and mm-hmm. uh, well i mean when you go to anarcho there's one that you've been to you'll be to yeah. you'll go to freedom fest here very shortly next week and start asking people if they've heard about it or not,
0: because I think they Yeah, have. it's more useful to do it when you're on a stage in front of a large group of people, because then you can get sort of a take the temperature of the room kind of thing. If you're just asking people individually, it's going to be a lot harder to really get any meaningful data. But uh, anyway, regardless, my point being that I felt like it would get to the point where, you know, even if people have ha- were aware of it before, they still were probably skeptical, right? Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure that'll never work. Uh, or whatever the idea of migrating and concentrating libertarians to one particular geographic area. Well, it depends I felt on like what
1: you wanted to work for. If you wanted to work for to, more freedom, to well, if you uh, wanted to work to to concentrate libertarians, it's already been successful. That's what
0: then. I'm saying here is that I thought that we would get to a point where it would be so undeniably successful that the uh, average libertarian activist looks looks at what's going on. They've heard something about what's going on, and they say to themselves. OK, I have to do this. I have to be with this migration. I have to move to New Hampshire because if I care about freedom, I have to go to the place on the planet where the most freedom loving
2: people are. Well, we- and I think part of the issue getting those people to do that is some of the bigger names within the libertarian movement haven't made the move. For right. one reason or another.
1: When Tom Woods was here eh, I, it's several years ago, uh, when he was here for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. I think it was five years ago or whatever, he asked me a question that I don't know, that I've never been able to answer, which is, why would I move? Actually,
0: you know, Because you I, live in Massachusetts. I mean, the obvious <laughs> seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Tom Woods didn't live in oh, Massachusetts. I thought
1: he lived in Massachusetts. I, I don't know that he's ever lived in Massachusetts. He lived oh, at weird. the time in Kansas. Huh. And he was okay. moving to Orlando. So, you know, he if the freedom he wants is the freedom to no longer shovel snow, then he's got it. And I I would hope that
0: that people care more about freedom just in general. If that's all you care about is not shoveling snow or, you know, being able to smoke marijuana, then, yeah, there's other places that you can go to to live your life out. Um, But if you actually care about human freedom, which means freedom for humans who are not necessarily you, um, but also you. Uh, That uh, if you care about just generally the state of freedom in the world and you want to carve out a place where there's more freedom in one place than any other, then it will become impossible to ignore New Hampshire. It will become impossible to say that we have not been incredibly successful here compared to every other libertarian migration or activism well, movement yes, on the com- planet. Yes, compared
1: to a libertarian migration, but as far as, we've got thousands or of movements Or movement movers.
0: of people yeah. just in, a, in one given area. I hear a um, movement, yeah, And sure. so, that's why I think what's happening here now we've got the chairman of the Libertarian Party, the National You've Party. You've got one
1: guy who said he's going to move. This. It's not exactly a movement at this point of, of like you know, he's high level. He's not one
0: guy, he's one of thousands. He's just right. a more noteworthy kind of celebritarian level person. Right. If
1: I thought we were talking about noteworthy celebritarians moving to New I'm Hampshire. Talking I'm, okay. I'm, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking
2: about noteworthy celebritarians. Well, well, okay, that's what
1: I
0: thought we were talking okay. about. Well, But that's par- That's true. That's part of what I'm saying here is that the movement has become so successful that the more noteworthy ones are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to really ask themselves. Why would the noteworthy themselves. ones
1: be slower to sign up than the, For the same people? reasons everybody
0: else is slow to sign up. They got family, they got businesses, they've got things that they're doing wherever sure. it is that they live. He has a like a car dealership or something sure. like that. Uh there in the Phoenix area.
2: People the, are busy. The noteworthy ones will travel from around the country to go to this convention or that convention, yep. speak on the ideas of liberty and human freedom, and then not move, and then never to, the, move. to the concentration yeah. of it right it doesn't make sense it's frustrating, but
0: the more that we have the more success that we have, the more maybe people they spend like... a lot of
1: time thinking about it, and they've come to the conclusion, as I have that it's very difficult to retrofit the state, and that if you move to a place with a entrenched state. Um,
0: that it, you're going to have a hard right. time retrofitting well, I figured we'd get to your negative Nancy uh, I'm not stuff trying to be here. negative
1: here. I'm trying to point out that that's a difficult Look, task. Dude,
0: the Free State Project hasn't even completed its move, nope. and you're already throwing your hands up, it's too hard, we got to leave and move to an island. Yeah, uh, in my but, experience you know, of living here for 13 years, completely irrelevant. Epstein's. Item yeah, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's it's still we're still in the early uh, phases of this. It hasn't the free state project migration hasn't even completed yet.
1: But well, the, I'm not here for the free state project. If it was if I was here for the free state project, I'd have left when they okay. kicked, when they well, kicked my radio show out of their uh, their convention.
0: That's just some sort of bureaucracy. After
1: getting a life t- lifetime achievement. That's a award. bureaucracy
0: <laughs> issue. That's a board issue. It has nothing to do with the idea of migrating people to New Hampshire. So let's not sidetrack into that. Just say. Um, I'm not here for the Free State Project. Whatever. The the whole point, neither am I. I'm here for the migration of people who want to do something for freedom. And that's what Nicholas Sarwark is acknowledging here. Since he visited the Porcupine Freedom Festival, he saw what it's actually like to be among other people who care about freedom. And it makes a huge difference. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855. Four fifty free coming up. Civil disobedience, non-cooperation happening in New Zealand. I'm a big fan of uh, both of those things, so we're going to get into what's going on. That has to do with gun confiscation down there with you tonight. By the way, it's Ian, Richie, Rich, and Mark. And I do want to let you know about local.bitcoin.com. This is a, a pretty much a brand new site. It's been around maybe six weeks, five six weeks uh, at this point, and it allows you to buy and sell Bitcoin cash with dozens of payment methods, PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. And I did learn, um, I'm kind of new to the Venmo thing, I was complaining about it the other day, that you couldn't load a balance with your debit card. Well, you don't need to, apparently. When you pay on Venmo, it just hits your debit card for the amount, and there's no fee. So I was able to buy Bitcoin Cash through Venmo from somebody, and pay zero fee on for like event what i mean is venmo didn't take a fee right Right. so like the the seller got obviously some some money for for their marking up you know they marked up the bitcoin cash a little bit and made a little bit of money um and it was super easy so that's cool um and actually i was even funding my venmo with my BitPay card so i had a bitcoin fueled (laughs) debit card with which i was then buying bitcoin cash through a debit transaction it's kind of crazy. But and now it, they're
2: going to crack down on Venmo.
0: It worked. Well, Venmo may crack down because they, they actually technically don't allow that kind of stuff, but they, <laughs> if they don't know about it, then you know, it might take them a while to figure it out. Uh, bank deposits, remittances, cash in person, and more. In fact, our uh, co-host on Monday nights, Aria Demetso, has been going crazy with it. She's been She's become the number one uh paypal seller on local.bitcoin.com yeah. so she's been having a blast she's thinking about quitting her job uh over this which may be a little hasty uh but uh you know, it might work out for her commit to it who, who knows uh, so go to local.bitcoin.com. It's private. It's by looking the way. like a
1: good time to buy Bitcoin Cash. Just looking at the charts down, here, right here yeah. is
0: yeah, it's down. So uh, you know, buying opportunity. Yep, get on over there. Uh, and there's by the way, no know your customer identification requirements to create the account on the site. That's because they don't ever hold your crypto. It's all in a wallet that you have control over. And uh, there's also the communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So the site itself, the administrators, law enforcement, or whoever, you know, uh, they can't read it. Because it's encrypted, which is pretty cool. Head over to local.bitcoin.com. As we continue here talking about this migration of people uh, who were included in this migration, the three hosts of this show tonight. We all migrated here as part of this New Hampshire Freedom Migration. And uh, and we're starting to see more people like Nicholas Sarwark, the chairman of the Libertarian Party, who you happen to have on as a guest just within the last two weeks, I think, yep, Mark. Yep. Um, And you weren't talking to him about moving to New Hampshire, apparently. Never considered it. He's a you know he's got a
1: successful business in uh, Arizona yeah. and he's lived there the whole time. I have I never even considered asking him you know hey when are you going to move? Plus I'm not the closer for New yeah. Hampshire like you are. Um, you know I figure people ought to people ought to figure out what freedom means to them mm-hmm. and then pursue that geographically wherever that's best for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a nice thing to say for the average person, Mark. But I think for those of us who actually care about human freedom, uh, getting ourselves together and concentrating our activism in one place is clearly the answer. And that's what Nicholas Sarwark is acknowledging here in his post over on his uh, social media, where he says that he was one of the earlier signers of the Free State Project pledge. uh, Signer number 461 he signed back in 2002. He says the state was chosen, New Hampshire, but signups went slowly. The move was supposed to be triggered within five years of the project, uh, or it would be abandoned—five years, or the project would be abandoned. Five years came and went, but people kept signing up, and the project kept going. It wasn't until February of 2016 that the uh, the (laughs) 20,000th—the 20,000th—the 20,000th,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Person signed up. (laughs) I'd like to point out that I bet against—
1: that because uh, that, what it did was it sort of slowly ramped up after the 5000 uh, signer spike Then it just really petered off as far as numbers and then it slowly ramped up. And then at some point Vince Profetto and a few other people put together a, um, uh, a, a, par- a project of uh, just basically Facebook advertising mm-hmm. and got lots, lots and lots of people to sign up. I was so jaded at that point as far as trying to get people to sign up for the Free State Project and getting yeah. shot down by the board over and over again that- uh, On like, tactics,
2: you mean? Like yeah, on how tactics, to do it? Tactics, okay.
1: yep. Yeah. I, I needed their help okay. to do the project that I had in mind, and it had to do with uh, you know calling people on the telephone, just getting together lists and, and that sort of thing, and, and ringing people up. And at uh, some point or another, they uh, this this project came on, and I had said, you get- X number, I think it was, you know, I think it was five thousand people to sign up in one year. I don't know what 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 the the thing was. You get you get the project done in a year. I'll give you a thousand dollars. No problem, by the way. It just went into more ads for uh, you know, getting people to move. So
0: so wait, they did do
1: that? They got it within a year? Yep, they got it oh, within cool. a year from the time that I said it. I don't remember what the numbers were, but nice.
0: Starward continues. He says, personal, professional, and political organiza- or excuse me, obligations, he says, kept me from following through on my pledge in 2016. My wife, Valerie, had never been to New Hampshire and didn't sign up for the Free State Project. We were in the middle of a presidential election.
1: Right. I wasn't married when I signed up for the Free State Project. You know and
0: was he says, business ties kept me in Phoenix. Earlier this year, I was invited to be a speaker at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Despite us being a signer from way back, it was my first time attending. The experience was incredible. Yeah. A sense of community, caring, cooperation, and peace. It's not easy to describe, but it's amazing to experience. And I got to say that uh, that is the experience somebody is supposed to have at that event, at that Libertarian Camping Festival event, whether it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival or the new Fork Fest, uh, which now happens during the same summertime at the same campground. Uh, You can go to forkfest.party to learn more about it. Whichever one you're at, you're going to be around other people who care about freedom. and. You know it's one thing to go to a libertarian convention somewhere and you know sit in a room with a bunch of other people and argue about bylaws and that that's god awful <laughs> uh in my opinion. But to actually be around people who are really doing things within one geographic area, people who have not only created an amazing activist movement, but also a real community of people who, you know, help each other even move in. They've got these things called moving parties where, you know, people who migrate here, they come with a uh, like a moving truck. Sure. Yep. You let somebody know in advance where you're going to be, what time you're going to, you know, the truck's going to be there and, you know, what the location it's is. A party. And, uh... You know, it wouldn't surprise me if a dozen, at least, maybe even more people showed up, no matter where you end up in in New Hampshire, whether it's, you know, the southern part of the state or even in the North Country. I heard there's a lot of people moving up there these days.
2: I've been on both Uh, sides of that. You mean
0: you've you've been moved in and you've helped?
2: I've moved in and I've helped.
0: Yep, uh, as have I, and I've done it more times than, than I can count. But, uh, you know, that's just one example of the of the community here. In fact, it's such a large community that they don't get along with one another. And I know that some people, you know, find that frustrating. But to me, it's just a sign of success. The fact that we have so many libertarians here that you don't have to be friends with them all. In fact, you can't be friends with them all. You couldn't possibly. There's so many of them. You couldn't know who they all are. And so, therefore, if there's somebody that rubs you the wrong way, that's OK. Just find somebody else you want to spend time with. Yep. There's plenty of them. Yeah, just you know, check out any. Just check out the history of
1: basically any denomination of Christianity. Sure, You will see the same things as they get more successful. People are like, "Oh, I can't live with this particular
0: aspect of whatever," and then you know, some go one way, some go another, and that's fine. So when he came to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it really sunk into him what it was that he'd been missing out on uh, since he hadn't made the move yet. He says, having stepped away from day-to-day operations of the car dealership here in Phoenix, I realized there's nothing stopping me from moving now. Valerie and I discussed it, talked to our kids about it, weighed out the pros and cons, and decided together that we are moving to New Hampshire. Assuming all goes according to plan, and it doesn't always uh, he says, next month, we'll start our next chapter in the Granite State, surrounded by an intentional community of liberty lovers from all walks of life. And I will trade my 17-year-old signer number for a brand new mover number. Live free or die. So, so kudos Any to, idea where he's moving? I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. There's 200-something comments here, but I haven't bothered reading any of them. No. He, he may got not know yet. To do. Might have just made the commitment. Yeah, he may
1: not know yet. The, and that's the thing about when you're moving to New Hampshire... We we decided, Ian, you bought a house before a sight unseen. I saw pictures. Well, that's, <laughs> but yeah, sight I, did not visit the, I did not visit. <laughs> that's what that means before moving.
2: And we did the same with our rental. Mm-hmm.
1: And well, I, I think it's a bigger commitment to buy a house. It's it crazy. Yeah. Uh, but and nonetheless, that's what he did. And we had no idea what one place and another. We just mm-hmm. sort of heard a few things here and there. And picking a place to move in a state where you because everybody moves because of sort of one or two things is it a job? Uh, is it you mean uh, moves
0: if they're not if we're not talking about a political migration just right. moving in general
1: but people in general move for a, a small job. variety of reasons well i think that people might move for romantic reasons like uh, okay. hey you live there and we've met each other over the internet i'll move there with you you know you could argue that, it that it would kind be of thing.
0: included under family but yeah you could you could break that out as romance sure,
1: sure. some people will move back or to be with uh, you know their kids or right. something like that but there's a small handful of reasons to move someplace yep. it would be rare that somebody says i moved here because i like skiing That's, I mean, I suppose some have done it, but it's rare. But to move for the Free State Project,
0: pretty unusual. Like he says, it's an intentional community of liberty-loving activists, and that makes all the difference. Instead of it just being the random bunch that you happen to be in in the city where you live— uh, these are the people who want to make a difference. There's more coming up here. You can join us. It's free talk, live talk, civil. Dis- Would you like to hang out with Penn
1: Gillette? He's keynoting freedom fest this year. I for one am thrilled. Freedom fest is the largest liberty oriented gathering in the world. They take a big 10 approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions and converse freely. This year's theme is the wild west, a time of liberty and opportunity or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50, sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL, freedomfest.com com slash FTL use coupon code FTL 50 for a discount
0: It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here if you want. The toll free number on this live Sunday edition is 855 450. Free. Still to come, New Zealand and gun confiscation. Apparently not going as well as the government uh, goons there had hoped. We'll tell you more about that. Richie's got that story. It's Ian, Richie, and Mark in the studio here tonight. Let's go to the phones to your calls and thoughts. We'll start with Bad Slave on our Discord call in lines. Go ahead, Bad Slave.
4: Thank you, Ian. What's on your Mark mind? And Richie, good to talk to all of you. I uh, wanted to bring up something outside of politics that I think a uh, uh, bunch of us uh, true anarchists out there, uh, voluntarists, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't call myself I, an
1: anarchist, but go ahead. I do.
4: You know, well, I'm, the, these are all synonyms. So it's, it's really...
0: Yeah, I don't agree with that. They're synonyms at all. But go ahead, make your point without arguing
1: about. Let's not argue about semantics. Go right right ahead.
4: Good idea. Um, The I think that that we need uh, to create, uh, and or I need to create. You know, with some other, uh, you know, smarter person, uh, you know, help, and and that is a uh a good written uh rejection of consent uh that, that that can apply uh at all levels of government.
0: So you're talking about withdrawing uh the purported consent that they believe that you've given them, even though at no point uh did many of us ever sign the social social contract or the so-called social contract
1: at some point or another they'll retreat to the fact that you your, your geographic location is consent but that's that's what they'll do yeah but that's what you're yeah, referring that's to why we created the shire society that's what i was gonna say that's
4: yeah. a bunch of crap that's crap <laughs> and they know it and uh and uh, otherwise it wouldn't be mentioned in uh you know the declaration of independence and uh, in our, uh, New Hampshire constitution.
0: So and, uh, did you, um, I mean, did you think about the Shire Society declaration? Because that is a written, uh, with yeah, well, basically, I, you
4: know, that's, that's a good start, but I, I, I don't know is, is I, I actually signed it. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. so, so I was one of the original signers of that.
0: I mean, it's basically a withdrawal of of consent and a explicit joining of a separate society. Right. Um, right. I guess it could and be better than how it is, but he signed but, it. But his it, original it signer. He's be, not free yet. Yeah.
4: <laughs> there needs to be a process created by which notification is made. And you're right. You mean and, you, you would notify? I mean,
0: you would send notice to the bureaucrats, is what you're saying.
4: Well, yeah, the mm-hmm. Secretary of State and.
0: Why don't you just write him a letter?
4: Governor, and you know, uh, you know.
0: Do you think that uh, that that that's what we're talking about here?
1: Is creating basically a form letter for libertarians so that they can send it in, and then uh, instructions on to whom to send it in, and um, you know, it'll have as much effect as signing the Shire Society Declaration would be my guess.
0: Well, now, are you saying that the uh, this notice should be given on an individual basis to government goons, or that there should be like a group letter?
4: I I think that each of us are responsible for our own actions. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I would never, uh, you know, uh, you know, I signed the Shire Society uh, Declaration, and uh, I thought that that was a pretty good document. I haven't read it in a good while, but... Uh,
0: Anyone can read it anytime by going to ShireSociety.com. No, it's Shires. I know you know, but uh, uh, we have listeners out there who are not you. Exactly. Um, and that's ShireSociety.com. You can actually go there and read it. You can print out a copy for yourself. Uh, there's a PDF version. You can sign it privately. You don't have to tell anybody that uh, that you've signed it. But what you're saying here is you do want to tell people uh, that you want to inform the, the government goons that you're opting out of their system, basically.
4: Exactly. And... and- and and it's and it's basically you know the the Declaration of Independence, which brought forward our doc, our uh, Constitution, the U.S. one, and the U.S. is really not uh, applicable to much of of the regular people. I don't know if you realize that, but the U.S. Constitution is more of a document between states and uh, and the the central government.
2: Do you think and, a new declaration would be successful in getting more freedom? Like, let's-
4: I, I, well, I, I don't see how uh, it's going to make it worse. And 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 the fact is, is you know, it 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 it's written. If you read the uh, New Hampshire uh, Constitution yet, I mean, it's written in there.
0: It's not a bad constitution. There's a, is, a fair amount of good stuff.
4: Consent is required. Yeah,
0: a lot of state and constitutions, actually, uh, the well, ones I've looked at, I have, have that. I don't
4: care about any other ones. Well,
0: sure, uh, I'm so just con- saying a lot of them have it. Consent has been care. brought
1: up at trials that I have attended here in New Hampshire. Yeah, I've tried and it. And the prosecutors, I believe it was yours in, uh, specifically, the prosecutor basically said, "No," and that was the end of it. Like, you know, I yeah. withdraw my consent, and— Suddenly, like nobody knew what to do with that information. Okay, he's withdrawn his consent. Well, guilty? No, he yeah. can't. <laughs> you know, I mean, none of the jurors were, none of them were given a constitutional lesson on what withdrawal of consent might look that, like.
4: That that's the that's the point I'm trying to make here is that it that it needs to be couched in the right words. Mm. And you know, I I know someone this guy calls himself. Eric, who are you from Arkansas? I remember for a long time. He went into a courtroom on a, a uh, IRS thing and, and and walked out a free man when he basically said he didn't consent.
0: Hmm. And, wow. And this a federal court.
4: Yes. This was in California.
0: Wow. That's just Damn. too bad you can't get a video camera in federal court, man. It's right, too uh, bad. There's you know, I, there's stories of these things happening, and I
1: don't disbelieve them. It's just well, that I, I, I don't know guy, how replic uh, replicatable these things. Right, are. Right.
0: It didn't work for Wesley Snipes. I, I, I,
1: yeah. Right. Well, Wes, Wesley right, Snipes withdrew consent two right so i'm saying it didn't work for wesley snipes and they put his butt in jail
0: (laughs) hey a bad slave thanks for the call tonight i don't think it's a bad idea i think it's you know there's nothing i mean if only i
1: had known this in prison i could have walked up to the sally port gate and knocked on the plexiglass the bulletproof plexiglass and i said excuse me i withdraw consent withdraw withdraw (laughs) consent why are these people throwing me to the ground Mm -hmm. stop punching me you know like oh it, that's
2: all you have to say sir right this way <laughs> right you know
1: <laughs> i don't know i mean See, the withdrawal consent thing i get it i like it yes i withdraw my consent for so much of the governing that is done over me but i don't know what it means it's not a, it's not a, it's not
2: magic i can tell you that much the the, pro- the problem is i think i've discussed this before a number of times i don't know how often it comes up on this show the problem is the the prosecutor doesn't know and doesn't care. The judge doesn't know and judge doesn't care. The police don't know and don't care. Don't know about your withdrawal of consent. Your withdrawal of your consent. <laughs> if they don't care about your magic words, mm-hmm. right? No. I, I put. They're just I, doing their job. I put an article up about um uh uh what was it seizing cars going uh, five miles over the speed limit. Um, and this is happening somewhere. It was happening. They were trying to say like, well, you because they wanted to seize it. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Seizure, confiscate, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, possess, steal, true, yeah, but I mean, there's the legal term for it that's escaping me at the moment. All right, whatever. Right,
0: seizure sounds pretty good to me.
2: Okay, but it was the whatever. Okay, so they were going to seize the cars for going five miles over the speed limit, and they were Indiana was arguing this in federal court that yes, they have the constitutional right (laughs) to do it. And the comment I got uh, on the posting was, "Well, the reason that they're allowed to do this is because when you get your car, see, you sign over." Part ownership to the government, right? So there's and this title uh, you, gotta, you gotta the manufacturer's get. You get manufacturer certificate of origin. Yeah, the manufacturer certificate of Which origin. I have for my moped, by the way, because really? I paid cash for it. Ah. And but it, I still had to get registered. The, uh, the 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 dealership that I bought it from. Well,
0: Jay Noon would tell you you did not have to get registered. And he, he would say a lot of things. <laughs> and he's got the the uh, cred to back it up. Okay. That man drives around with no driver's license. So do I. I mean oh, but he well. has
1: license plates on the back of his vehicles so that he do- gets um you know from mm, other places so
0: okay. it's, but he's gone to jail for not uh-huh. having a driver's license I'm not license saying he, he doesn't I
1: all these things are very yeah. interesting.
0: The toll-free number tonight is 855-450-free uh, and we're going to get into you know speaking of opting out and not consenting in New Zealand uh, people are opting out of turning in their guns apparently Richie's got the story that's coming up and it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you're invited to join us on the Radio Waves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about the Liberty migration here to New Hampshire over a lot of the show, but there's also interesting things happening around the world, including in New Zealand, where there's a large amount of people, apparently, who are just refusing to go along to get along, refusing to hand over their weapons Uh, In a national gun confiscation and Richie's got the details on that story because I I haven't actually looked into it. I I heard the headlines and that's about it. So we'll get into that. But also coming up here in just a few days from now, uh, Freedom Fest kicks off and it starts on the 17th. That's this Wednesday. So it's going to be real soon. Uh, and it's happening. It's the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. It happens in Las Vegas, and they'll have a, a bevy of great speakers there. Penn Gillette will be there. A long-time uh, guest. Looking on... forward to
1: that one. I hope to go see a show.
0: I would love to go see. Are you talking about Penn and Teller?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that
0: would be awesome. Uh, Lenore Skenazy, longtime guest here on Free Talk Live. Other folks like John Mackey, uh, Justin Amash, who, of course, just left the Republican Party, so I'm sure he'll have some interesting things to say. Uh, John Stossel, Kevin Sorbo, and many more. You can go to freedomfest.com FTL, and you can learn more about the event there, as well as get the five best speeches from last year, which will give you a taste of what last year was like. Get on over to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. You can still use our discount code, ftl 50 that's FTL five zero for a discount on your tickets, and it's July seventeenth through the twentieth. That's most of this coming week here at the Hotel Paris in Las Vegas. As we continue, I yeah, I'd love to go see Penn and Teller. I haven't seen them since I was like ten years old. They came to the Van Weasel in uh, Sarasota way way back. For those of you who don't know Sarasota, this is uh, this is the purple building. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. if you had seen it in Sarasota, you would you would know what that is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Van Weasel is to Sarasota as the opera house is to uh, Sydney. I mean, not to say that without the Sarasota. Renown. Yeah. <laughs> is I've I've heard Sydney. of the opera house. Yeah. I have no idea what the Van Weasel is. Have you heard of Sarasota? Yes. Yeah, okay. Have you seen any pictures from Sarasota? Uh no. Usually, if you see a picture that isn't just sort of somebody taking a picture with them on a with a you know horseshoe crab on the beach or whatever, uh, if some picture from Sarasota, any kind of montage is going to co- mm, include gonna this pur- the yeah, purple okay. building.
0: Yeah, I remember they uh they were like super cool because they came out after the show and just kind of hang out and meet the meet the audience because nice. you know, when everybody's leaving, then they just kind of come out and. Uh, it was cool, very cool people. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, hopefully get to talk to him. We've uh, we've never actually had Pengelet on Free Talk Live, so looking forward to that. Go to freedomfest.com slash ftl. So it was earlier this year, I think, when the horrifying shooting occurred at the mosque, a couple the different mosques, Church yeah, massacre. in in Christchurch, New Zealand, and we reported on it here on Free Talk Live. I actually watched uh, the video, and too. we kind of commented on that on the air. It was horrifying uh, to to watch that video. And now apparently gun confiscation is the next step over there.
2: Right, and they're going right? to take away the guns from everybody, and that's going to solve the problem, and they're never going to have a massacre again. Well, and, and the, the interesting thing is the reason I pulled up this article is because they touted that. Right. Like immediately after the sh- shooting, the, the New Zealand legislature went into session, mm-hmm. banned all guns and then declared to the world, see, this is what you do when this type of massacre occurs. I thought they left exemptions for shooting varmints. They may have. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the big news was gun confisc you know, turn in your guns. We're banning all guns. This is see, America, you could do this, too, with all your right. mass Yeah, I mass think it was shootings. assault
1: weapons that they banned.
2: OK. Which, uh, no, they didn't ban pistols. Pist- pistols were already banned. Ah, okay, gotcha. And then, and then, so now we have this. Uh, What's the source on this one? Oh man, hold on. Uh, the shtfplan.com.. Okay, <laughs> we
0: can't say what that stands for. S- <laughs> stuff
2: happens, and then <laughs> it's hits the, the fan. fan yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, s- civil disobedience, non-compliance are damaging New Zealand's gun control efforts. Excellent. Yes. If you want to know how to beat gun control, look no further than New Zealand. Non-compliance with the new mandatory gun buyback law is kneecapping the government's ability to enforce the law they wrote. Right. And this, what, what looks bad, what looks the worst for them is, is that
1: when they go and they pass these laws, and then nobody cooperates. Oh no. Now what are we going to do? Now we got to go and take. All the guns from the people with the guns, which is with other people. We're going to send people with guns to take the guns from the people with guns. And, oh, jeez, this. Why is that our plan? Why aren't they just following the rules? Well, that's because that's what people, I mean, look, if you've got a gun, you're either, um, you're free, right? You don't have to listen to these people's rules. That's why people with guns go into gun-free zones and do their shootings. They don't. Have, you know, they know that the good folks are going to follow your rules. The the people that are don't mind being a sniveling little serf.
0: Those aren't good people. Well, yeah. those people are part of the problem.
2: They're good to the people that pass the the, sure. the laws. Yeah, I'm going to say these are good people. who are Absolutely. In the government, uh, as of last week, only 700 weapons have been turned over to New Zealand's government under the new gun control laws written <laughs> in haste. In the wake of the shooting at Christchurch mosques.
0: You know, before you go on, um, it does remind me of some of these gun buyback programs. That's what they're doing here is they're doing a a buyback program. Um, Now, we don't know all the details on them, but I remember reading about or hearing about a guy who made like pipe guns, basically, where he just took the cheapest, you know, materials, PVC or whatever, you know, metal pipes, you know, whatever materials he could to build the most rudimentary. Bolted it to
2: a two by four, called it
0: a shotgun. Cheap gun. you poss- But, it, you know, it would work if you put a bullet in there right. and, you know, it would shoot Single something. Single shot yeah. sort of thing. That This guy made the cheapest, dirtiest guns that he possibly could and then showed up at one of these buybacks and just handed them over and got, like, a ton of gift cards or whatever.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I one time re- uh, held a buyback program for the Bearcats uh, here in New mm. Hampshire. <laughs> there was uh, the Keene Keen City Council famously had gotten a Bearcat recently and, uh, you know, they were so excited to have their own tank. Uh, now they're a real government. Once they have their own tank. And so I held a buyback program so that the government could come and get a hundred dollar Walmart gift card. And, and if, they, they, gave, if they turned over their Bearcat, too Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you turn over this uh, multi hundred thousand dollar vehicle for two hundred eighty thousand. Uh, yeah. Two hundred eight. Well, it's multi Two hundred uh, hundred thousand dollar vehicle for a hundred dollar Walmart card. Oh, probably the same it? reason that somebody's not going to bring in an AR-15 and turn it over for a $100 Walmart card.
0: Another favorite of mine is where you've got a gun guy who actually shows up to set up a table across from the gun buyback table. Yep. And he's like, yeah, I'll be, I'll outbid him. Come on over here. Yep, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll give you more for
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Those are what, fun What too. are they offering you? <laughs> And part of the problem with the rudimentary shotgun is because yeah. they usually do the gun buybacks, no questions asked. That's I, right. right. <laughs> so you, you bolt the you bolt the pipe to a, a two by four, you call it near trigger on a shotgun, and then all of a sudden, yep, here's five hundred gun or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and you but, get but you get five hundred bucks, bucks for or whatever. Whatever. whatever.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. I love that stuff. But this is a little different. In this case, people aren't even
2: showing up, right? Yep. So uh seven hundred weapons are turned in. There are an estimated 1.5 million guns with an unknown number subject to the new prohibition on semi-automatic mm-hmm. firearms in the country overall.
0: Wow. Okay. Semi-automatic, for listeners that don't know, that's every time you squeeze the trigger, it fires a shot. Um, and these are the most common style you know, guns out there. So they're banning semi-automatics. Yeah. What the hell are they going to allow you to have? Bolt action. Okay. rifles. Yeah. I see what you you're saying. You could have a
1: Henry rifle where you, you know the little thing forward to advance the round.
0: Okay, more on the way here. If you want to join us, your comments on gun confiscation, gun control, maybe you support gun control. Do you want to round these people up that haven't turned in their guns, the 1.5 million guns, which probably is held in hundreds of thousands of hands? We're coming up, free talk left. It's Free Talk Live, Dial toll-free if you want to join us here. It is the Live Sunday edition of the program. We're talking about uh, civil disobedience, non-cooperation, non-obedience. That is what's happening in New Zealand, which is an interesting result. They are apparently banning semi-automatic guns. And Mark, you said they'd already previously have banned pistols. Now banning basically anything that you can pull a trigger on and fire as many rounds as are in the right. I think uh, that, the magazine.
1: Yeah, ri- rifles and carbines would uh, be sort of would have been acceptable
0: uh, prior to the the mass shooting. And now they're saying, "Turn them in. We're going to buy them from you." And yep. only seven hundred people, according to the story that you're sharing here with us, uh, Richie, yep. have uh, participated thus far. Now I believe it's still fairly early on in this uh, buyback if I'm not mistaken, right? Like they just started doing this.
2: Yeah, so the it's the the story's recent as of today. So as of last week, 700 turned in out of the estimated 1.5 million guns mm. out there that are on the prohib prohibited list. Wow. Seems like they got a ways to go. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How can they hope to get back half of those guns? What an incredible number that is.
2: Well, they they just got to show the world that the, the, the people of New Zealand care about each other, don't want to have any more massacres, and are going to voluntarily turn over their guns because that's what keeps people safe.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I've, I've been very concerned about uh, rapes in America, so I have uh, made myself a eunuch. That's how they would want you to do it. Good job. Thank you for your service.
0: <laughs> uh, wow. So turning over these guns, the of The only course... people that should be turning
1: over their guns are people that think that they're going to commit crimes with them. Right. C- turning over...
0: And then it's a great idea. Guns would not help keep people safe because what would have actually kept people safe during this shooting is if somebody actually had a gun. Uh, this this madman in uh, Christchurch who killed, what, dozens of people? I It's been a while since I've seen yeah. the news, but it was a lot of people uh, that he just slaughtered. And they were completely helpless, almost completely helpless. There was like one guy who made a mad dash at the at the gunman and got cut down. Yeah. Uh, for his efforts, but well, one guy
1: picked up his the the emptied rifle or something like that. That's and,
0: true. Yeah, that did happen at one point. He and then did he got menace in trouble. Him.
1: He got in trouble with the cops. Did he really? So, well, that's what the that's what the story said. So yeah, that, at least talking to
0: in that story, the guy um picked up. A discarded shotgun or something and then menaced the shooter with his own discarded shotgun and got him to leave sooner rather than later, I guess, was what happened there. Uh, But had somebody in that uh, in that mosque actually had a gun, then it would have likely changed the odds significantly in the, the favor of the victim's. Because yeah. this guy could have actually been uh, defended against.
2: Yeah. Even even here in the United States, there are stories out there of uh, mass shooters being stopped early on, but that don't really? get the same headlines.
5: Oh, sure. They, they attempt surprise, to go on a mass surprise. shooting.
2: They get one or two people, and then someone with a concealed weapon puts them Takes down. Takes them down. And right. then it's just, it's not a mass shooting. It's like two people, two right. murders.
0: Right. It doesn't get outside of the regional news media or right. something, Right. Well,
1: they the funny thing is, is they'll define a mass shooting as they want to define a mass shooting at any given time, mm-hmm. but almost never will you see a story where they point out that, hey, somebody with a gun, be it an off-duty police officer or just your average concealed carry permit holder or whatever, they'll never say that, the, that you know, well, hey, looks like the mass shooting was stopped. And you could go find that stuff on the internet, and you can also find a Center for Disease Controls study from the nineteen nineties that show that m- million uh, more than a million incidences of guns are used in a defensive fashion per year in the United States. But you don't see those numbers yeah. because they're all because what they wanted first off here's here's how out. you know a liar is a liar will talk about people being killed with guns, and then you already know they're lying. Because what they're trying to do is take in the suicide numbers, which are about seven times the homicide numbers uh, with guns, the the murder numbers with guns, and they're trying to, to wrap them all together. Well, you either believe that somebody's allowed to kill themselves or you don't. But it is dishonest to wrap in the numbers of uh you know deaths
2: they could call it gun deaths as
1: mm-hmm. the the terminology they use I think
2: they use that to bump up the police violence numbers too right if it, if the cop is suicidal and kills himself they consider that like a violence against police I don't know, maybe. It wouldn't really? surprise me yeah. if they
0: did. In the same way they do that with uh, alcohol-related traffic uh, fatalities, which can include anybody who's got an open container in their car, even if it was in the passenger's hands. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden, that's an alcohol-related accident or or fatality or whatever, if somebody died in that case.
2: All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, SHTF Plan mentioned the fact that Kiwis were disobeying the law and things have still now changed. Uh Think still still, not, still not. Yeah, that's a typo. You want to borrow my uh, reading glasses? No. It's, it's probably it's, them. It's it's a typo. Gun owners is <laughs> in... a blog, right? <laughs> Gun owners in New Zealand have all but officially nullified the law by ignoring it. And the
0: once Same story, by the way, is at Reason.com, so this is okay. getting some pretty wide reporting. Nice.
2: Yeah. And once again, it bears pointing out that responding to a horrendous crime by inflicting knee-jerk authoritarian restrictions on innocent people proves to be as ineffective means of convincing people to obey the state. Uh, New Zealand gun control failed. I'm
0: glad that people have a line in the sand. You know, it's refreshing uh, because we see so much obedience by people in society these days towards the government. It's refreshing to see people finally saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go and turn my guns in. I'm not going to jump. Yeah, I know it's illegal, but I'm not going to do it anyway. What are you going to do about it?
1: I'm excited about that part, Certainly. But what the government's going—I know what the government's going to do. I already have an answer. Are they going to what the lock them
0: all up? Cause no, there's hundreds of thousands. They're just going to
1: wait to pick them off one at a time when it's convenient for them. It'll probably be done to the people who have less money to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those those that are most vulnerable are always the ones who are least able to defend themselves. This is true because that's what the government does. So, I mean, is it a solution? No. I mean, this is—they—they you know, they know what they're doing. The formula is—the gr- formula is embedded on
2: this. I think that's a general fear when it comes to breaking the law and civil disobedience in general is it it takes a, a mass amount of people to make it effective, but it takes people individually doing it to like lead the way. Right. You have, you have to show others that it's safe. You can do it. That you can do it. But it's it. not
0: safe. To do civil disobedience and non-cooperation is not safe. It's always highly risky. There's always a chance that you're going to get your head bit off by, you know, the government, in figurative uh, speaking,
2: in some cases it might be. Which is why um, it's hard to convince real. people to do it. So right. So you, you have to be effective at doing it and get away with it to show people that... Well, but as Mark
0: look, says, how long can they really get away with it? If, if know. for instance, you have a registered gun... Sure. P- Good luck, because they're going to start going through that list at some point. And this is yet another example of why having a registered gun is a bad plan, because if they decide to prohibit that that gun that you have registered, they're going to come and knock it. Sure. And they're going to want to know what happened. If you're claiming, oh, you don't have it, you lost it in a boating accident, you know, they're going to want to know a lot. They're going to, like, grab the metal detector and start searching your backyard or something like that. I mean, who knows how crazy uh, these gun confiscations are going to get. And another thing that
1: they'll never say is that the concealed carry permit holders are the safest group of people in America next to people who are in vegetative states, right? (laughs) I mean, you know, a concealed carry permit holder is... I believe I looked up these numbers that a cop is ten times as safe as your average citizen, and that the concealed carry permit holder is three times as safe as a cop, hmm. uh, as 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 a likelihood to commit a felony.
2: Well, and you also you also mentioned uh, other the other co-hosts Jay Noon um, yep. and myself who free travel, if you want to call it that, with without driver's license, right? We do it because we believe it's right, number one, um, but also to show that it can be done, right? In order to get people. To accept the idea that I don't need that little piece of plastic. But does to, that work? I mean, to, to do what? I, I, I've known
1: Jay for close to a decade now, and I have never considered, uh, you know, well, well, I guess I'm just going to give up my driver's license. Um, I mean, you have a couple of stories where you've been drugged into court and, you know, had to deal with these people. I just don't want to deal with it. Which is fine,
2: yeah. I mean, so but we, I would say that at least myself do it on principle, right? Like I don't want to pay their. fee. I think principle I
1: is uh it, is a better terminology. I don't know as an example whether it's been it's, it certainly hasn't been convincing to me. Maybe other people it has, but
2: to show people that it can be done.
0: Well, of course it can be done, but eventually you're probably going to get arrested. Yeah, Maybe. I know
1: that I don't have to yeah. have a driver's license to
0: drive. Right. I know that I can still drive. The question it's is how that... for how long can you get away with it until they decide to target you? Well, if uh,
2: if we can convince more of us to do it,
0: more coming up here, and if they target you, will you Free Talk Live, you can join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have uh, the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You can hop into any one of those and comment. It doesn't have to be about gun control, which uh, the New Zealand government is failing to uh, put into place. Now, they've got a prohibition. That they've passed on semi automatic rifles, and apparently only about seven hundred of them have been turned in as out part of more of a, than a million out of more than a, I think one point five yeah, uh, is about what 1. they 10, said yeah. and From what I was reading on the Reason.com article about this same topic, they interviewed a Philippa Yasbeck of Gun Control New Zealand who admitted quote these weapons are unlikely to be confiscated by police." Because they don't know of their existence. They will become black market weapons if their owners choose not to comply with the law and become criminals instead. So I guess they're uh, they're not registered. In fact, it says here that traditionally relaxed in its approach to firearms regulation and enjoying a low crime rate, New Zealand has no firearms registration rule. That means authorities don't have any easy way of knowing what guns are in circulation or who owns them. So well, let's goodness. emulate that here. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: good news. <laughs> right, I mean a gun shouldn't be any different than a lawnmower. You shouldn't be asked to 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 register it. I mean what more crimes are committed with s- simple tools like hammers and wrenches and things like that than mm-hmm. are with guns? They don't ask you to register those things.
0: Not yet. Oh, don't don't give them any ideas over in the UK, Mark.
2: Yeah, they've already banned like Knives, and knives. cooking instruments, yeah. Yeah. spoon. <laughs> Terrible
3: there.
2: They what else do we need to know um, about
0: right. this?
2: Uh, politicians are left scratching their heads and wondering why New Zealanders won't comply with their authoritarian edicts. The so-called gun reform was expected Ooh. to rid the vast New Zealand countryside of most semi-automatic firearms, magazines over a specified limit, and shotguns. New Zealand getting rid of shotguns. Yeah, All right, well, that too. Uh, New Zealand's political chatelaine, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, had an almost unanimous parliamentary vote to institute the gun buyback, though as Liberty Nation legal affairs editor Scott Kozenza asserted, buyback is really a misnomer because the government never owned those guns in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) New Zealand's government also stepped up censorship and domestic surveillance surveillance after the bloody attacks of the two Christchurch mosques earlier this year flinging himself into a full-blown authoritarian tyranny.
0: Yeah, they actually went after people uh, for simply sharing the video. That dude got, I, I think he got a prison sentence. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I would look that up. Yeah, we didn't th- follow up on that Okay,
2: story, I, I think that's recent, that he was like sentenced recently or that they he was facing jail time at this point for sharing the video.
0: Well, but what we learned at the time, though, was that they've had a censorship policy there. Yeah. That wasn't new. I mean, they may have been cracking down extra hard, but uh they've had censorship in new zealand since like the 1800s i mean basically from the founding of the of the country they've had a censorship board or a you know official government censor that has censored everything from movies to music to even band t-shirts like you know rock bands t-shirts they got some imagery on them they didn't like they would tell them you couldn't sell those here
1: Christchurch man jailed for sharing video footage of massacre Philip Arps. Wow. Uh, sentenced to 21 months for glorifying <sighs> and encouraging the mass shooting in New Zealand. Jeez, There you go. He's a businessman. Not
2: Poor
0: anymore. Guy.
2: And, and it's, it's just, it's video evidence of the thing. I mean, glorifying or whatever, right. it's got to get out there so the rest of the world can see what's going on.
0: Well, I, I tend to agree with you on that, even though I specifically... Arps had described it as awesome and had showed no empathy to the victims. Yeah. I don't think that would have helped him much, even if Who he knows? had. Um, because they just don't want that that stuff spreading. I don't I, know. I made the statement that I don't think people should watch it because it's, you know, it's highly disturbing. I mean, sure. it is highly uh, violent. Some of the most violent footage I think I've ever seen. I mean, I've certainly seen... Some of the stuff out of ISIS or whatever, you know, when they were releasing some pretty horror, I've horrifying videos. i stopped
1: watching this stuff because it's just not good for my brain.
0: No, it's not good at all. Not good. And that's why I wanted to uh, express that to people about how okay. bad it really was. But I think you should be able to if yeah. that's something you really want to do.
2: Well, and I, I think I'm somewhat desensitized to a lot of that violent stuff because I remember the Faces of Death series on oh. VHS. <laughs> I uh, remember that too, but... This um, is, cannot yeah.
0: be anything like Faces of thanks, Death. Thanks,
1: but no thanks. Better or worse?
0: Like, I remember seeing a little bit of Faces of Death, and this was, I mean, this is pretty horrifying. I don't... Did they have anything like that
2: on the Faces of Death that you saw? Um, I, I remember some pretty bad, like, you know, decapitations and limbs yeah. being removed, and like, I don't... A lot of those are accidental, though,
0: right? And on faces of death. Some of it.
2: Yeah. Some of it was, you know, like Middle Eastern countries, and that's okay. the sentence that they, you know, this guy was found guilty of theft, and mm, now now his he's hand chopped off. his hand off. And yeah. look at his face while they're cutting it. So it's <laughs> gross. I've, I've seen yeah. deers running through the like a minefield, and it's, poof, poof, there wow. they go. A deer. So, yeah. Okay. Oh man. But I mean, it, I'm just saying, like extreme yeah. violence, right? Been you know as a as a youngster right as a teenager watching mm-hmm. that stuff yeah I was so, a teenager watched it too but I just don't have any stomach for it these days Thanks. okay yeah the 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 only thing I'm prone to like get a little bit queasy over is like the uh, broken legs because I suffered one yeah and then now God. it's like now I can feel it hate uh, to see videos. the bone <laughs> you see the bones sticking out of somebody's leg material, just so it wasn't it a bad deal sideways Yuck. yeah yep that's that's kind of what I did uh, no bone sticking out on my injury though. Uh, New Zealand government also stepped up the censorship, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but that isn't convincing the public that they need to obey the commands of the government. As it turns out, people want to be free, and noncompliance is the way that they are maintaining a shred of their liberty. Gun right. On- Basically, you either can own a
1: gun or, you know, only free people can own guns, ultimately. That's it. I mean, What do you mean? A, a free man can, ho- can own a weapon— Mm-hmm. And somebody who's somebody's surf
0: because you're still can't. not free if you own a weapon. I mean, I'm not
1: claiming that owning a weapon makes you free. Okay, but that a free person can. Sure, it is a it is a uh, a hallmark of freedom. Okay, you need other hallmarks here in the United States. Even though you can own a weapon, you are not free. But nonetheless, it is
2: right the they hallmark even, of freedom. If, if they you they have a weapon, weapon, you would definitely not be free.
0: And definitely. they have gun registration in the United States. They didn't have that in New Zealand. Some places in the United States. Well, no, the federal government. If you, uh, you know, buy a gun, it's going to be there's there's a record of that. If you buy it through a legal channel, now you can buy a rifle. Uh, I mean, so be a shotgun Any or a rifle? gun you go into a store and buy, there's a record of that. Okay. They're sending off a background check to the federal government to see if you can get a pistol or whatever it is you're going to buy.
2: Well, don't buy it from a store then.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, if you do buy from an individual in some states I've like, seen
1: people buy a shotgun at a store and walk out with it on September the 11th, 2001.
0: Oh, in 2001? Maybe it changed since then, dude, but uh, as I understand it... Now, again, I'm not a... I'm not deep into the gun world, like I like weapons, and you know I've certainly had a few of them over time, but uh, I've never bought them legally because it's my understanding you always have to fill out a form and that form gets sent into the ATF, and you've never uh, bought them at a store. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. It's still legal in New Hampshire, for instance, to buy a gun from an individual. It just doesn't require the paperwork.
1: I think you can buy a handgun at a uh, what do you call those things gun show? as long as you get uh, the registration you know they'll, mm-hmm. they'll they'll run your name through some you know law enforcement uh, database or whatever and that's about it
2: there's some jurisdiction making it mandatory or attempting to make it mandatory to for private sales to go through a background check as well that's terrifying how, how are they going to I don't force know how they're going to do, do that <laughs> yeah but some people will comply basically they just make it harder well yeah but individual like you as a gun owner you're going to have to like Fill out the forms to do a background sure. check on private sale and how ridiculous. many times you're going to have to do... It? It's ridiculous, yeah.
1: It does just mean that more that plenty of owners will just refuse to sell guns that way.
2: Sure. And it'll be great for the gun stores because then
1: they, you know, people have to sell to gun stores.
2: Gun owners at this point will most likely never turn in their now-banned weapons in either. Uh, officials gun. should have seen this coming. <laughs> Police are anticipating a number of people with banned firearms in their possession won't surrender them. Uh, stuff reported at the end of May. a number. The number appears to be at this point one point five million
1: <laughs> uh, minus minus seven hundred. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think we can safely just not mention the seven hundred since seven hundred have turned S- them statistically in
0: statistically insignificant. It is.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kiwis have officially taken a stand for their rights against their own government. Since New Zealanders didn't register their guns, cops have no idea where to now find the now illegal weapons. Yeah. That's and good. even if people started registering their guns going forward, confiscation is all but impossible. But Why re-
0: would that be? I mean, if you're going to register a gun, then it's highly possible to confiscate
2: well, at that point. Well, because there's still going to be all the, the 1.5 million still in circulation. That they, right, right.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I would not register a, a gun in New Zealand at any, any point.
1: If- right. It's hard to declare a, a victory here with uh, basically outlawing guns in New Zealand when there's 1.5 million unregistered guns floating around.
0: By oh. the way, this is what the guy who did the shooting, the lunatic psychopath, uh, this is what he wanted. He actually wanted. Who knows what he wanted? I mean, well, knows he knows he a had manifesto. a paper. He, he had, had a, a bunch huge, of things, though. He had a manifesto. There's actually an excerpt from it here uh, on the Reason article. We can share that coming up as well. The toll-free number, if you want to join us, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. As we uh, continue here, we got hour number three coming up on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. And, of course, you can bring up whatever you want. Eight fifty-five, 450 four fifty-three, or jump into our Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at Discord. Lrn.
6: FM. This is Free Talk Live. Hey everyone, this is Charlie Shrem. You've seen me on the Netflix documentary "Banking on Bitcoin" and the new best-selling book "Bitcoin Billionaires." I want to invite you to join me on my new show. Untold Stories for a deep dive into crypto history with the people who made that history. Together, we'll explore the personalities and events that gave rise to Bitcoin and the crypto revolution, the innovation, the collaboration, the battles, and the busts. You'll have a front row seat to the early days of crypto up to today, and you'll hear from the folks who lived through it and survived to drive this movement mainstream. Untold Stories looks back to reveal what inspired some of the greatest minds on Earth to come together to create this technology and change the future for everyone. So join me and my guests, the techies and the traders, the entrepreneurs and the innovators as we explore our past and understand what that means for the future. Listen now on untoldstories.com. That's untoldstories.com.
0: free talk live as we launch into the third hour of the program you're invited to join us here we've been discussing the attempted gun confiscation or what they're calling a buyback in new failure Zealand. yeah <laughs> failed uh, with a an insignificant number of, of people only about 700 guns being turned in we don't know by how many people but presumably a few hundred Uh, Turning in guns to this thing, but over uh, an estimated 1.5 million guns remain. And interestingly, since New Zealand did not have gun registration, they don't really know who or where uh, has those guns. And so there's not really a whole lot they can do about it besides beg people to turn them in at this point. Appeal to their Kiwi spirit. Uh, Appeal to their obedience Uh, Which apparently they're not feeling very obedient. I love that. I love it when people uh, just say no to the government. I wish it happened more often. I wish people would take this level of uh, seriousness when it comes to every government regulation of their business and refuse to cooperate with the ridiculous nonsense that they shove down our throats every day. I wish this
2: story got as much press as the original banning of the weapons that was like Uh, such big news after the after the shooting.
0: Well, at least it is getting coverage elsewhere. Reason.com has a piece about it as well. But let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, by the way, it's Ian tonight. Richie Rich. And Mark. And don't forget to check out Richie on his show, The Anarchist Experience. Yep.
2: AnarchistExperience.com.
0: Uh, you cut a show, what, on Saturdays typically? Yep.
2: We did it yesterday. What uh, did you cover? Do you remember? Co- uh, yeah. Uh, civil asset forfeiture is the term I was working uh, on earlier. So we When covered- they,
0: seizing, or they
2: were seizing cars. Seizing that car and um, the Hawaii... Uh, Governor vetoed a bill to to restrict the what the police can take.
0: Oh, so they were trying to uh, make a civil asset forfeiture more
2: difficult more with the More difficult. Bill? And, the, the, and he shot it down. He shot it down. Now, the weird thing in that case, it was a Democratic-sponsored bill mm-hmm. and a Democrat Democratic Governor. veto. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bizarre there.
0: Well, not so bizarre. I mean, usually the governors are in the pockets of the police, regardless sure. of whether they're a Democrat or a Republican. They are the head of the executive branch, right? So they get to... You know, have sure. some level of influence over the policing of the state, and so the police are constantly whispering in their ears, telling them what to do. That's what happened here with, uh, with legalization, for instance, in New of Hampshire. Marijuana of marijuana, exactly. Uh, although, to the governor's credit, here he did sign decriminalization against what the police uh, wanted him to do. So he's. He was right on that instance, and actually we may end up – I'm hoping that later this year we'll see another decrim bill introduced. That's one of the things I was talking with some of the state reps about last night when I was off the show. I was at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, annual dinner. And, of course, if you go to this event, you're surrounded by liberty-friendly state representatives, many of whom are very principled and some not as principled but pretty friendly. Glad Um, they're there. Yeah, these are people who you can talk to who are actually – like. The guy who won the hundred uh, percent liberty rep of the the year award, I know him personally. Nice. Um, I didn't know him before moving here, but I got to know him after testifying at the state house a bunch. He came up to me and you know shook his hand. This was before he won the award. Um, afterwards, uh, congratulated him, got a photo t- together. But um, he said he actually misses my testimony at the state house because I haven't, I didn't go as much this year, given that I always would go to support Daryl. Uh, and he moved out of the area and I don't think he's been doing as much, uh, at the state house since he, since he left, he's kind of changed and, and he's focusing more on like, a. I I think he's working on, I think he just got a certification for like a personal trainer. Kind of thing. So he's been kind of moving. his He's been, been kind of ill
1: up. too. So he
0: hasn't been. Yeah, able to he do bumped anything. his head again. He's got another concussion. Yeah, so he gets he's, lots of concussions. Um, it's a shame. But anyway, he's still he's still doing Liberty Lobby. Just it wasn't as heavy this year. So and and I would normally like drive him there. So I'd, I'd get a lot of footage and have the chance to testify nice. and stuff. But this year, because he wasn't around, I didn't get you know catch wind of a lot of what was going on. Maybe I would have wanted to go for some stuff, but. I don't know what it was. It's a lot to to keep track of what these bureaucrats or these politicians. Yeah, they're are doing busy, up there. busy
1: coming after your freedom.
0: That's a thousand bills, basically nine hundred or thousand bills uh, a year that they all have to get public hearings. Anyway, let's go to uh, Jet. He's on the line in somewhere in the U.S. Go ahead, Jet.
7: Hey, I wanted to let you guys know that. Did you know the government of uh, New Zealand uh, doesn't do anything? And uh, it, it doesn't hear what anybody has to say. <laughs> anyway. When you I, uh, say
0: that, you mean the government is just an idea. It's, uh, <laughs> you, that's what you're saying?
7: Yeah, I have. Um, I brought in seven questions, true and false questions for you guys that I'd like to go over real quick.
0: Sure. Yeah, let's hear them.
7: Okay, number one. Uh, these are all just yes or no. Um, are these people who call themselves government other humans?
2: Yes. Yes.
7: Okay, everybody agrees with that? You can't
1: be sure. (laughs) (laughs) They're lizard
7: people. I agree with that one.
2: I've Um, seen the eyes blink sideways. They are other beings.
7: Yes. Um, Do these people who call themselves government have a God-given mandate to make rules over other humans?
0: I think they think they do, but uh, I would say no. no. I'm going to say no. no.
7: Yes or no? I would say no. Okay. Do um, do these people who call themselves government, uh, do their written opinions truthfully apply to anyone other than themselves?
0: No. No. No.
7: Okay, number, number four.
0: However, there um, are men um, with guns that will apply their opinions uh, to other people. That's question number four. <laughs> I guess it's the, right, the,
1: the, the definition of apply, uh, but go right ahead. I, I don't want to be Bill Clinton in this.
7: Okay. I did not the, lay uh, my num- hands on that four, definition. Are these people... Are these people who call themselves government willing to kill you if you disagree with their opinions?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, any if if it's a law, then somebody's got to enforce it. And if somebody's got to enforce it, and you don't want it enforced, at that point you've committed a new, uh, much more dangerous law breaking thing, which is, uh, you know. Not not respecting their authority, which means that they, can, they ultimately can kill you over it. Yes, Disobeying the, magic, police the
7: magic word, the magic, the, the sorcery of this thing called authority. Number five, um, are these people who call themselves down to the same people today uh, as there were 200 years ago or even last year?
2: Well, definitely not 200 years They're ago. They're not the same ones, no. Yeah.
7: Not the same ones. Number six, Um um, are these people who call themselves government when they demand that we labor for them that is give give them a portion of our proceeds from our labor? are we then slaves
2: to some degree yes
0: yes I would say. i
1: I think that so i'm going to call it a new terminology called free range serfs, but I will then go ahead and admit that this terminology that I have created is, a, is under the umbrella of those that are enslaved, right? I mean, yes, I think that's true, but many people find the terminology slave to be uh, sort of triggering. I don't know why exactly, because slavery has existed yeah. throughout human history, but I'm going to call it free-range surf. But go ahead.
7: The last one is can we set ourselves free from these people who call themselves government, who believe that their opinions apply to us and who are willing to kill us if we disagree?
0: We can. I would say yes, but yes. it's going to take some time. Can?
7: Okay well if, it um, isn't
0: easy. Can, <laughs> we've got to've contri- got, got to
7: use could I talk sorry. you into discontinuing the use of the word the government?
1: So I I put up a new sign in the uh the, the you put up a here. sign
0: the last time uh Jet called in, right? Yeah, or well, emailed or something.
1: It wasn't too long ago. Um I it's mean been he's a, called few a couple of times. And Jet for whatever reason this is just a very entrenched This term. sign has helped
0: me. The fact well, that we have the sign here. This it so does it just, take practice. It takes practice. Yeah, for our listeners that don't know, if you're not if you haven't watched on the streams, if you if you watch on the streams, you'll usually see it in the background. Uh, it says, don't say government, say government people or goons, tyrants, despots, parasites, thugs, mafia, gang, idiots, liars, thieves, lunatics, killers, gang members. And I, th- having that sign up there has definitely helped me be more on message than uh, than if it wasn't there. I'm
1: going to make one. That
0: faces the other wall, where no one so can, you can see it, it.
1: You mean? But it, I'll be looking at it more often because you get okay. to look at it all the time. Yeah, no, that's true. I, My I, back
2: is to that side. Not looking at his place. <laughs> and maybe we need another one over there, Mark.
0: So we need one for that wall, for that, for that uh, co-host in the third Fine. chair. Well, if, if I've you got put got it there,
2: I can, I can angle off to, to the wall across from Mark. I could do well. this all day.
0: <laughs> hey, Jet. Uh, I don't know if you were done, <laughs> but if clear. you weren't, stand by. We can bring it back here. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. I, I totally support what Jet is saying about you know okay. saying the right words to describe what these government goons are, right? Uh, The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, because we have to be able to communicate these ideas to people and shake them out somehow uh, from their sleep. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. If you dial in toll-free, our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. If you're an individual who rejects the initiation of force and you agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, you should get over to liberty.menu, and you can utilize this useful tool for the Liberty community, which actually allows you to list the things that you do. Maybe you've got a business that you run. And you want some new customers. Uh, maybe you've got an event that you uh, are working on that you're putting together and you want other people to attend it. Maybe you're a digital content creator and you you know you got a podcast or a video channel or something. You want other people in the freedom movement to know about. Liberty.menu allows you to list the things that you do and it's free to use it. So unless you don't want more publicity, unless you don't want people to know that you care about freedom you ought to get on over to Liberty.Menu, create your account. You can use code FTL, get a special free Talk Live listener badge, and start listing the things that you do. It's a free website. There are some upgrades available to your listings if you would like, uh, and it's a very, very small amount of money to do that, too. Head over to Liberty.Menu. Great tools. We go back to your calls and thoughts here. Jet is still with us uh, somewhere in the U.S. Go ahead, Jet.
7: Somewhere. Uh, as you may or may not recall... I am a dedicated disciple of Christ, and I'm in my Bible every single day. Uh, but what I've been trying to get at with this last segment is the psychology of people living under this uh, this mythical monster called government. And what I'm trying to do is get people to counteract that in their mind by simply understanding that these are people, they're just other human. And they have no more right to do anything on this planet than you or I do.
0: I think that, uh, so, just to play devil's advocate here uh, for you, Jeff, because I mean, we'll all agree sure. with the things that are, are coming out of your mouth, uh, but what somebody would say is, well, you know, we're, it's part of a system. I mean, they are just people, but we voted for them.
2: I will also bring no, up Romans
0: it's, thirteen. It's
7: magic. Um, they cannot get any any authority, as you were saying before, in any other way than simply taking it, the stealing the authority. In other words, and. And you've used this same logic before. You can't give to somebody else what you yourself don't have. You can't give someone gold if all you have is silver.
2: But you,
0: you could hire them... someone to tell you what to do. I mean, if you wanted somebody, some support, a purported expert or a so-called authority uh, to be able to tell you how to live your life, you could absolutely pay somebody. Uh, life coaches. What's an, what's an yeah. interior
1: designer? I mean, really, except how somebody's going to tell you how to that. decorate your house.
0: I think there would be a fair amount of people who want to be told what to do, honestly, Jed. We you're in the minority of people they leave me out of it. Right. Sure. Well that's the difference, is the person who is saying these things, they themselves may want to be told what to do, or they themselves may actually be consenting to this insane system, but they also want to force you into it, and that's the problem.
7: Yeah, someone can go choose to hang themselves, you know, by their toes. That's fine. Uh, just leave me out of it. That's all I'm saying. So the psychology there, the anti-psychology, is to find yourself in a place where you see, talk to, treat, otherwise understand these people who believe that there's something else, which is a mental illness, by the way to see them as just other humans who have absolutely no God-given right to do anything that they do. And that's my message.
0: I think that's important, and I thank you for calling and reiterating it. Thank you, Jet. Uh, The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Let's go to, we got Mortified Penguin calling himself Decolonized Liberty now on our Discord (laughs) server. Go ahead there, uh, Penguin.
8: Hey, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, the greater topic of immigration, really what's been on on my mind and what's uh, getting me wanting to call into the show and it really has been radicalizing me and been the focus of a lot of what i was listening to oh so the he's a muslim
0: and he's being radicalized by the way just <laughs> well, for our listeners we had our last caller was christian you're a muslim just
8: so uh, you know thought it's worth it. Uh, yeah, yeah 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 we, i know we needs a jewish uh, calling I'm, i know there's a few listening so. and that'll be
1: all the religions of the book <laughs> <laughs> Then we need a hit hindu and uh, zoroastrian and uh
8: yeah
0: anyway sorry what were you calling about go ahead
8: Buddhist. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, I was calling about the, the immigration point. topic, and um, uh, so I was listening on NPR today, uh, and they were talking about uh, they were interviewing with people in Miami, uh, Latin, lat Latin people, Latina people. Mm-hmm. Who I would assume they they were female, um, Latinas, and they were uh, not you know murderers or or drug dealers or rapists. They were business um, business owners, shop and stall owners in uh, Miami, and they were given an interview, of course, in Spanish. Um, in the Miami. Mostly, what's spoken there in large, large parts, and um, yeah, they are doing really, really poorly with their business because nobody's coming out with the uh, uh, Trump regime's intimidation tactics with these ICE raids, which, of course, was just an intimidation tactic. They don't tell you when they do their raids, mm. but um, I mean, really, having it's a terrible idea large... just
1: to uh, to announce your raid, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't actually
8: do that. I, I don't even they know do. if they have call large it a raid to announce of the it. Large portions of the population, you know, in in fear and in hiding, and, mm. and even people that are not, uh, you know, undocumented, but including, of course, people that have come here without going through the uh, government process. Well, it's
2: it's um, not
1: unheard of for for American citizens to be deported and not allowed into the United States until
2: they can prove that
1: they're American citizens. That happens.
2: So I I, I may have missed something. You said these Latina business owners are struggling with their business because. Their, they're,
8: they're, I think, both like clothing businesses, and nobody was coming then from their community out because everybody was was, was afraid of, an of, an of these uh, raids in large cities.
2: Okay, are they yeah,
8: afraid they're going to get
0: raided while they're shopping at a clothing store? Yeah, that's the part I'm a little lost on.
8: Yeah, in public, they were stay, they were urged to stay out of public in general by people that were you know, sympathetic, and huh. um, that's they don't tend to take people at their house. They tend to take them in in, in transit or at at workplaces. Way yeah, we've seen raids. them
0: doing workplace raids. I just didn't know if they
2: were doing other kinds of raids, getting somehow. the customers wrapped up with the workplace raid because that seems extraordinary. Uh,
8: as well, well, they they try to take you. You know, when you're in transit or out in public or mm. at, okay. you know, in transit, it's
1: gonna be a yeah. lot easier to catch um, you in a car. Uh, it, at this point, Americans are all for stop and uh, you know people being stopped and asked for their papers.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
8: Yeah, and I think if you're like a a legal resident or something, or maybe right below that, but if you if you're here legally, you still have to have the papers on you, or you will get a a fine or something. Excited for that by really? authorities. I actually heard that on I think on this show about something about close to the northern border. So yeah, you, you got to have,
1: have your, your papers. Oh, right. You you may be so what he's saying when you're here legally, if you have your green card or whatever, you got to carry that with you. Oh, okay. You must have that. Now, if you're a That's citizen true in a lot of places. If you're a citizen, you don't necessarily have to have your papers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, you know, I mean, there's sort of hallmarks uh, to being a citizen. If you if you just speak Spanish to them, and you say you don't have, and you're refusing to answer questions. You do the sort of things that I did when I was down at the border uh, on I. Well, it wasn't at the border. I was uh, was several miles within the, uh, the United States on I-10 and just getting stopped at a, a standing checkpoint. And I started asking them questions about uh, you know the legality of detention uh, without any sort of uh, you know belief that I've committed a crime, reasonable or articulable suspension suspicion. Um, well, if you do that in Spanish.
8: <laughs> it ain't going to go well. So what- that's yeah, what I wanted to get at. Like, yeah, people are, it's not just people that are undocumented or have an active order of uh, a removal or whatever it's called. It's people, people don't want to be in public because of their, their, um their appearance or they, they don't want to speak Spanish or public mm-hmm. their own language. And where they, you know, in their that's communities scary. and everything, they don't because you can be harassed you can be next at a place where there is a raid you could be mm. you know they said they will round up anybody who's in the area that has the, you know but these the, haven't the actually happened is
0: what you're saying that the least the recent announcement of these hasn't come to fruition
8: so they've actually i've actually heard them recently say they've called off raids because they don't like to announce where they, are, so they never there's more coming up this. here stand is by it
0: it's free talk live
1: Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com FTL20.
0: It is free talk live you can join us here toll free number is 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733 we have the discord call in line rooms they're open and available to you over at discord dot lrn dot fm with you tonight it's ian richie rich and mark we go back to your phone calls and thoughts we can talk more about the gun ban in new zealand or whatever you want to discuss Here on Free Talk Live. Let's uh, go back to Mortified Penguin. He's on the line on our Discord servers. You were calling about these, uh, what apparently were announced raids that were subsequently disannounced. Uh, and that apparently the announcement of these raids has put a bit of a, a pallor of fear over people, and they haven't been coming out to you can imagine on customers even to, right to do yeah. the things that they would normally do, which is to say patronize uh, local businesses in areas that are heavy with uh, with immigrants. Uh, that is hurting the businesses uh, in many cases. I remember reading about. I think it was a few years ago during – I think it probably was the Obama administration when some of these raids were, were happening. Just for for listeners who's aren't, who aren't clear, uh, businesses have been being raided by ICE, the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement bureaucracy, for years. It decades. hasn't just – Right. It, well, ICE didn't exist prior. They renamed Immigration it. Immigration raids. Yeah. Um,
1: I-N-S before that.
0: You know – I. These have been going on under the Barack Obama administration. I don't remember hearing about them before the Obama. He was administration. called the
1: deporter in chief at one point, was he?
0: I heard that had something to do with the redefinition, redefining
1: what uh, deportation was. I don't know,
0: but I remember reading about one of them that t- targeted. I think it was like a meatpacking plant in a small town, and I don't remember which which state. Um, but they targeted this meatpacking plant. They went in with guns and they held their employees at gunpoint or whatever, and pawed through the files and tried to figure out who was uh, so-called illegal and not. And they arrested like a bunch of people out of this meatpacking plant, basically shutting this meatpacking plant down because they took out so many employees. But also because it was a small town, the town's economy was like decimated, basically, like. Right. You arrested all the employees at the number one employer in town. Well, guess what? The convenience store that sells them their coffee in the morning and their donuts is also down as far as its business is is concerned.
1: Americans who were making money off of folks that came here to find a better life for themselves and, yeah, probably send some money home. Well— those people were missing out too they're destroying Everyone was real punished. economies Everyone. these are government employees that do not have to respond to market forces right. going out
0: following orders admittedly they probably don't even live in the t- small town they raided and destroying economies
8: yeah and yeah i've heard that story a in bunch yeah i bet it does it's happen a lot times.
2: Yeah. so what, what yeah, what's um, the report i, I heard about one
8: recently to talk about npr near international falls minnesota um, but i mean i've heard that story a bunch of times i think they've had it all kinds of places um uh they have a uh like chicken packing plants up up in somewhere in virginia you know same mm-hmm. thing uh pork plants we have here but anyways uh yeah i wanted to uh, was, uh, I, kind of, I think you oh, had yeah, a question so, really uh,
2: did, I was richie did the, did the article offer any Sorry? recourse for those for the business owners or for the people in that area like what what is the business owner to do at this point uh to to generate business and continue their business in in the face of the government you know potential rates
8: well it's you know technically it's illegal to hire people to hire people that are undocumented and they have the e-verify system and everything so yeah. i doubt they get any sympathy from the authorities
2: well i'm thinking it, more about the customers you're saying that the the raids are keeping customers away because they're afraid of getting picked up off the streets like how do, how do like it, it may be rhetorical but how do the how do the business owners maintain their business and and continue onward with customers, too were, um,
8: I mean, this was just today when the okay. raids were announced. So I said, I hope that, that you know people will will not be in hiding for very long. It's just an intimidation tactic. Like they pointed yeah. out, these raids happen every day, all the time. Typically, not on Sundays because they said that it's hard harder for the uh, the um, government thugs to uh, track track the activity, track people's routines, and get them in transit. Um, them but in they, they said they don't actually do them on one particular day. They do them all the time, every day of the year, potentially.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think there's a good answer to the to the question, Richie. I mean, the answer is if you can't get more customers through the door, you're probably going to go under. You're probably going to yeah. go out of business. Maybe uh, move to a a place that is more welcoming towards immigrants. I mean, eventually, if this if the United States government cracks down hard enough, it will prevent people from wanting to come here because it will turn into a total police state. And who really wants to uh, you know to escape to a place like that?
8: Which is apparently the Trump regime's goal. Well, I mean, it's been the goal
0: the whole whole time. I mean, Barack Obama, sure. uh, Trump's just building on what Barack Obama built on top of what George W. Bush built on top of what, so on and so on and so Well, that.
2: there's the old quip, that the only thing worse than the United States' uh, domestic policy is its foreign policy. So if, you know, a lot of the refugees are coming from South American countries that have been decimated economically anyway. So if you continue to decimate those economies through foreign policy, um, they're, they, they're going to have to... They're going to need some place to escape too. In many and cases, right now, they have really crappy
1: governments, yeah. governments that we would consider worse than the United sure. States government. Absolutely. However, um, in a lot of cases, once you've made your money in the United States, it's a good idea to head on down to those places. Because if you don't have to make a living there, you don't have to worry about those. You just move down there and spend your, uh, you know, your Social Security check or whatever. You're living like a king comparatively.
0: Thank just you for the call tonight. Your exit I appreciate the it in. there, Mortified Penguin. There
1: you don't have to pay an exit tax if you don't give up your U.S. citizenship. Okay, and exit tax is only Yeah, but if somebody... you don't give up
0: the U.S. citizenship, then they think they can just tax you everywhere you go. Right. I was,
1: uh, was talking specifically about retirees. I mentioned uh, okay. Social Security. Gotcha. And, um, in that case, if you've got a little bit of savings and your Social Security check, you can do pretty good in many of these uh,
0: countries. We've got Matt on the line. He's in New Jersey listening to WPG there in Atlantic City. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, hi, guys.
5: How are you doing hey, tonight? What's on your mind? Yeah, I was. I'm friends with Donald Trump. I worked for him for 14 years here in Atlantic City.
2: Really nice.
0: Like when you say friends, uh, do you mean like you could call him up? He'd
2: walk through the door and say, "Hey, man."
5: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Can you get a cell number? Cell number?
2: Doesn't he give that out freely?
5: (laughs) I don't have his personal cell number. I got to call his his secretary. Okay, his call. But Especially he would likely, you're president. saying he would
0: likely return your call if yeah. you call him. Okay. Yeah, I'm
5: going to be there, too, but yeah.
0: That's pretty cool, I guess. Hey, we'd love to know if uh, Donald Trump is going to pardon Ross Ulbricht. So next time you get him on the line, uh, feel free to ask him about that for us. Do you know who uh, that is? Okay. Do you know who Ross Ulbricht yeah, is?
5: Yeah, I, I know exactly who it is, yes. Yeah. I I. I don't ask policy questions with him. Fair enough. I ask about the kids and the family. And I gotcha. that, that. That's I don't really get into that. Fair enough. What, what, what were call you them. calling about? Well, I, I, I just wanted to tell you what I, I, I understand what you're saying about the guns in New Zealand and all this other stuff. Yeah. This is this is my philosophy, and I would like you guys to opine on it,
0: please. For yeah,
1: sure. If all right.
5: Could. Uh, I, I've known Donald Trump for a long time. I worked for him for a long time. And I I my belief is that he he worked a long time in this country. His father had a couple of shekels, let's be honest. Sure. Got some money. Okay? Yeah. But but Donald took it to a whole new level. And how he did that was his father was in Brooklyn and Queens, New York, and they were doing these low rent buildings and blah blah blah. They were make they were doing well. But Donald, when he when he graduated his colleges that he went to, he, he says, "Dad, I'm going over to Manhattan." And and Fred Trump says, "Oh, son, please, those people are crooked over there. <laughs> this is circa <laughs> these right this in. is circa 1971 or two Now I'm talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Is his dad from, from Jersey?
5: He's got some Queens, New York. Queens, okay, got it. Um, and and he told Donald, Donald, no. The mayor's crooked. The city council's crooked. Uh, This is circa 1971 or two. I saw this on Netflix, like a documentary on Netflix about this, but I already knew it Mm -hmm. because I talked about it. And he had such disdain for these politicians from way back then.
0: You're saying Trump did? You're saying. Trump or his father Donald had to stand? Donald himself. Donald had to stand. Donald stand himself. by, Matt. I want to find out more about what you have to say here, if you don't mind. Stand by I'm more with uh, Matt, former employee, he says, of uh, Donald Trump. Known him for almost a couple decades, 14 or so years. fifty-five, 450 free Kind of uh, giving us some insight into what he thinks Donald Trump is thinking. It's free time. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You hop into one of those, and we'll get you on the air uh, air here with us. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here. In the studio with me, Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. Don't forget, uh, you can join the AMP program over at amp.freetalklive.com. Just like Adamo has done, you can uh, join. He, he decided to join as a platinum uh, amplifier, which is way above and beyond what we uh, request. We certainly appreciate it, though. Uh, Platinum is $25 a month, but the typical level is silver, which is a $5 a month contribution, and we will take that and use it to advertise, market, and promote uh, Free Talk Live to help us get on new radio stations around the country. We've got over 200 stations on board at this time. And so uh, if you want us to get to 300 then we can do it. It just takes time. It takes money. It takes effort. And the AMP program helps us do those things. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can help us there and you can get some cool perks and some benefits for yourself as well over at amp.freetalklive.com. And yes, you can use credit card and you can use PayPal and you can use Bitcoin BTC to do your AMP. Over at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Matt. He's in New Jersey. Says he was a longtime employee of Donald Trump and I'm his a kind friend. Of, and uh yeah, you say you know him pretty pretty close. Uh for
5: Well, I've been to Mirror I've been to I've been I, I knew the kids since they were knee high.
0: Yeah, and so uh, you were kind of giving us your impressions of Donald Trump's opinions about the politicians in Manhattan. And I think that's where we left off your story. In the seventies.
5: Yeah, well, his dad told him not to go over the the over over the bridge because of the crooked mayor and the crooked city council, and he says, "No, Dad, I'm going there." And he did it, and he won. Okay, so back as far back as like 1971, 72, he has such disdain for these politicians, and this this presidential run has been brewing in him since then, but he just kept working and building his business. He took what his dad gave him and blew it through the roof. Okay, he owns properties all over the world. Scotland, all over the place. Palm Beach, Florida. He blew it through the roof. If he
0: has such disdain for politicians, why does he surround himself with them?
5: Well, I don't believe he surrounds himself with politicians. I just think that when his kids grew up, and they graduated from their college, and they're all super sharp. I just think he, you know, the guy always needs a challenge. He looked around and said, you know, I don't like what's going on with this country. Let the kids run the businesses. They're more than capable. Okay, you got, you know, Vodka, Donald, and Eric. Let the kids run it. I got, I got to fix this.
0: Yeah, and but what my point a... is about surrounding himself with politicians. The claim was that he was going to drain the swamp, and then he brings in all these typical kind of you know po- political hacks. I mean, people whose names have been around D.C. and you know other bureaucracies in state governments. I mean, he's he hasn't done anything to you know drain. The- he's fired a bunch of them, but he keeps bringing a bunch <laughs> more in. So uh, well, you know, what do you think about it's that?
5: It's a very difficult thing. This has been building for forty years. You you can't. You can't correct this in four years.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you can't correct it in best. eight years, he, I suspect, either, if you're going to go at this slow, like, glacial well, pace.
5: Well, he's, he's trying his best. I mean, he's trying his best to do it. But, I mean, he, he, I mean you can't correct in four years, for sure. Okay. I know that. Uh, maybe eight. I don't know. He's a pretty capable guy. Okay? But, I mean, yeah, he, he has fired a lot of people, but I think that's only from work ethic, because I know. I work for him. If you're not ready to work a 16 hour day, there's something you're not going to last very long with him.
2: Well, Jack okay? Ma, the, the Alibaba guy, just got in trouble for saying that as well uh, about a month or so ago. He what said, if you're
0: not willing to work 16 hours?
2: It, basically, he's he's uh, it was the 996 method or whatever, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week, was Oof. like the, the standard uh, uh, that he expected from uh, his employees. Uh, wow. Or something like that.
5: Well, I, I I remember I I complained one week that I worked ninety hours this week, and my senior vice president said, "Junior, look at my timesheet. He worked mm. a And that's the way Trump rolls. He, he he sleeps like three hours a night.
0: Well, he's but also I'm just old. Saying
5: he, <laughs> when, when he when he came down that escalator with our beautiful first lady, who is like Jackie O times, too. Um, he, he came down saying, I, I got to do something. The country's been very, very good to me. Now what I got to do is try and help out. Like He wants the American citizens to have what he has. That's what he wants. And well, it's, uh, it's an interesting in
0: insight. The... Would, there, would there be anything that you could criticize him for? Because obviously you're his cheerleading squad. Uh, what is it that you would say he's gotten wrong?
5: I mean, he flies off the handle sometimes too much. I mean, I know him. I mean, he just you know, he's that kind of guy. He's like got that Queens, New York temperament, you know, a abrasive attitude. You know, he flies off the handle sometimes too much, and it doesn't go well on media and everything else because the media's against him. And every time he flies off the handle, he's just giving them bait.
2: So you, know? you want us to buy into the thought that Donald Trump has the best interests of the country at heart, the best interests of the citizens at heart, and that because of that, we should buy into what he's doing politically, because the end result is supposed to be this betterment for all society.
5: Well, he just wants the regular American people, the veterans, uh, the police officers to to be taken care of. I mean, I, I, you know, the border and all this is, is another issue, but we have to take care of our own first, guys. Come on. I mean, we have to take care of our own first. Well, I don't think anybody needs to be
0: taken care of unless they're, you know, an invalid or a paraplegic or, you know, something like that. They can't physically take care of themselves. I think that what we need to see is people being free to make their own decisions. People being free to live their lives the way they want, whether they were born in this plot of land or whether they were born on some other plot of land elsewhere. There's some of the things that Donald Trump has done that I I can appreciate, like the work that he's done to try to bring peace to uh, North and South Korea. He's done some amazing stuff there. Um, There's been a few tweaks that he's made that haven't been bad ideas. I heard recently... That uh, I think it was on Vincent's show last night. I heard that he he appointed somebody who's like a crypto person to the Federal Reserve Board. But this was like at the same time of him getting on uh, Twitter and saying that he thinks crypto is terrible. Or not a good idea, or whatever, and even uh, wanted
2: Facebook's Libra coin to go through some <laughs> regulatory process right. to get. Registered. So I mean,
0: he's not a he, He's not you know consistently small government in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's you know advocating for a bigger government bureaucracies in the cases of the uh, the border patrol, which of course means a police state. Uh, I find that to be pretty frightening. But then again, he's like Barack Obama in that way, and all of his uh, his other predecessors. So I mean, when there's good things to say about him, I think we'll uh, we'll say it here. Just just like we said about Obama, I appreciate your call, though Matt, and thanks for sharing your yeah, inside. It's a good call. Uh, your inside insights into what you believe he's up to. Of course, the tariffs are another terrible idea that is very anti-freedom, very anti-economics, and you know I, I've heard the argument for what Trump's doing with the tariffs. The claim is that it's you know up gamesmanship where he's trying to out-negotiate these sure. other uh you know countries
2: come come to the table and negotiate under threat of tariffs and on the American people. Well, the claim is that if if uh, China will
0: remove its tariffs, then Trump will remove oh. his tariffs. See, so he's just playing hardball. He dude. wants some. Fr- he so, wants
1: actual free trade, but you that's gotta. The claim. You gotta have restricted trade to get free trade.
0: He's going. I, it's a, It seems counterintuitive. I don't think it's going to to work
2: out. So, if, uh, so if China gives their citizens more freedom. Trump will give the United States citizens more freedom. That's okay. the claim. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. makes right. sense to me. Right. China's
1: tariffs really only affect Chinese citizens and American <laughs> companies that want to sell to them.
0: Yeah. It's, what do the I wrong, care? it's the wrong direction to go in. I mean it's you know it reminds me of the people who are like Well, uh, immigration would be all right if we just didn't have welfare, but because we've got the welfare state, now we need to have a crackdown on immigration. We need more immigration bureaucracy, more rules, because we got welfare. So they don't want, you know, they don't actually believe that welfare can be ended, so they're arguing for more government in the meantime, even though in theory they would want to get rid of welfare, but they just don't even believe it's a possibility. I don't believe it's a possibility that you can get to no tariffs by putting tariffs in, but if all of a sudden China drops all of its tariffs uh, you know, during the Trump administration and then Trump actually drops all the tariffs in, in response, I'll have to say he was right about it. But I don't <laughs> expect to have to say that. I don't think we're going to be saying that at any point, yeah. as a matter of fact. Hey, um, if you didn't get in tonight, we do this show every single night. And you can join us uh, from 7 to 10 at night Eastern time, any old night of the week. Or if you're not listening live, you can always listen later on over at freetalklive.com. We can download archives at your leisure. Don't forget, anarchistexperience.com. That's the website. For more of Richie, check him out there. And uh, more Free Talk Live tomorrow night. You can join us then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale totally free. Use the same equipment you already have now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com.